who's going to read a Shakespeare now? Mm. Well, Shakespeare's not meant to be read either. It's a play. <laughs> it's no, supposed to be watched. Yeah. yeah. No, but you read that it's written. Yeah, but, it's n it, but Shakespeare's intent was never, he never sat down and been like, oh, this would be no, a great read. No, do read before. And breathing is what stimulates your brain, by the way. That's very, very true. Have you, have you tried ham, like al, al, al sauna and al hammam? Yeah. The, s the steam and stuff like that. That really helps me clear my, my sinuses. Oh, okay. And, and lungs. Your sinus, you know why, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. We sign up for this life. Yeah. My God. But I really cut mine. Now the pack is almost two and a half days. Very good. Yeah, from one pack a day. My God, I, 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 I've been I'm there. thinking of stopping because the kids, you know, when they come, I can't smoke. When I have the grandkids, I can't smoke. When I, you know. But, you know, it's, it don't, don't you feel like it's, at some point you've already invested into the habit so much that... <laughs> no, I'm 66. <laughs> you know, when I started... How old were you when you started? When my dad died, I was, it was 1996, you know, so... My God, 30 years. Well, and and, I, and I, I was, what, 36 years? Yeah. yeah. Impressive. I so started 36 years, no smoking, but suddenly I smoked. I, I, I started when I was 15. Ah. So I've been on it now 15 years. And uh, I, 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 I wonder if I'm ever going to quit. I wonder deep down if I'm... If, uh, and by the way, when you quit, you are going to put on a bit more weight. Uh, yeah, but haven't you heard like all these stories of people who, you know, stopped smoking after 50 years and then they... They, they die. They die. <laughs> <laughs> or, or suddenly their health goes worse. <laughs> Yeah, because they, the cigarette, the nicot nicotine, it fogs the diseases that are there. You think so? Yeah. You don't think it, it's keeping you together? No, so you have to, I mean, if you want to quit, sure. first you have to uh, do a lot of exercise and like yoga and stuff like this, by, and then dropping at the same time so you don't, your body actually clears, clears the nicotine and all of the, you know, the, the toxins, toxins that come through that. And then, you know, at the same time, all of that exercise and you're doing, it's actually repairing the inside. Well, you, you, make, a, you make a very uh, good, you know, good uh, point. Uh, uh, breathing, it's just unbelievable. Sure. Just a simple breathe. I, I never used to be able to meditate. Hmm. Because it's very hard to meditate, you know, like imagine you're just sitting and trying to think of one thing, you know, that fly on the wall, you know? Have you tried meditation? Yes, 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 yes. I can't do it. Really? My mind, I can't. I just cannot. But hmm? with breathing, I was able to do it. For me, it's like a switch. Like if, if, really? if, if oh, I want fantastic. to, then that's it. Like I've, I, I, uh, because if I'm having this interview, like right now with you, all everything is is just now focused just on you. There's everything else is 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 gone. Everything else has disappeared. Ah, okay. So I think that that meditation that's is for you. That's your meditation allowed me to 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 okay. get to that stage. So how point. do you? I mean, uh, what do you do to get that? 
So I, I, I practiced with a guy. I went to a guy called, um, trying to remember his name. Uh, can you look up Dan Iceman? Iceman? I forgot his name. And then just put Iceman uh, Tumol, I guess? T-U-M-O-R? Yeah, that's Tum. Uh, is he here? No, 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 no. No, that's not him either. Uh, put it Iceman uh, Breathing or Iceman Yoga. That's him. Wim Hof. That's his name, the guy. Mm. So I went to. Where is he? In uh, in Iceland. He travels everywhere in the world. Okay. And this guy, he's he's. I was in Amst This I was in Amsterdam. I found him, and my friend talked told me about him. He's like, no, you should go. Blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't want to join a cult. And he's like, no, no, it's not religious. You know, go blah blah blah. I said, okay, yalla, njogabu. It was three days, and it was the middle of winter in Amsterdam, and it was like minus five, minus ten. And we do this breathing and meditation and yoga. And then he says, okay, you know, uh, 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 get naked. And we're like, what? He says, yeah, I'm gonna go for the dip. And he said, no, you can, you can go with your underwear. And I said, okay, we're gonna go for a hike. I said, a hike? He said, yeah. And uh, it was like minus five or something like that. And then we went out without shoes, without anything, just with the underwear, walking for more than 45 minutes. And then we- In the heat. In, in the, the cold. In the cold. In the weather. cold, yeah. And it was just like a mental and breathing challenge. And then we went to a river that was minus whatever. And then he was like, all right, we're going to get in now. And we're just going to stay in there for the next 20 minutes. And, I <laughs> <laughs> and he did that? Yeah, yeah. Oh I, my I, God. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, if you have a chance, definitely uh, go meet him or, or take your kids with him. Where is he? He travels everywhere around the world. Oh, okay. So you can catch him anywhere. Um, can you, can you, Dan, go on his website. See where, where he's next going to. So you actually caught him in Amsterdam. Mm. Mm. Uh, Wim Hof. Just type in W-I-M. His website is wimhof.com or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Okay. And where is he from? I think he's from Eastern Europe. Ah, I see. Yeah. Because these things, you know, you think it's popular in Far East only. Well, what he practices is a, is a type of meditation called Tumo, what they practice in Tibet. And mm. he learned it in Tibet. And yeah, now he just goes everywhere around the world and, and, and teaches it. I think it's under academy or activities. Try one of the two. What about ac uh, activities? It's okay. I will look it. I look it up. Yeah, it's fun. There you go. Yeah. Ah, okay. All kinds of places. Oh, Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah. Oh, I good. I can definitely recommend it. He's. Quite the, quite the, quite the man. Yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a freezing river for 20 minutes. <laughs> why not, why not go wild, have fun.
My God. So uh, talk, talk to me a little bit about how did you start this business now? Okay, so uh, remember I told you that uh, I changed my major five times? Mm -hmm. So the last one was uh, an education, helping to learn how you grasp things, left and right of the brain and stuff like this. And then looking at me, when I read those theories and started to practice them as well, I thought, okay, so that's the reason I had to change my major five times mm. because of you know the way uh, we are wired that you know you could you could be fantastic in one thing and really ridiculous in something else. Mm. So I thought maybe that's that's the way to go. You know, like uh, instead of having people at forty changing their ma their careers, why don't I? start a business and advise students on what is the best for them to do and then uh, you know help them get there as well so we do the whole process like see what they what they are good at and then help them to get there you know okay so that's how the whole thing started I didn't want everybody to be having what I had okay. which is you know you get you get depressed if you do something that you don't really like you know what what happened to you? You want to go home and you're fulfilled. But you don't want to go home okay. and, you know, and you feel, oh, what a drag. I have to go again to work tomorrow. You don't want that. You want, you know, like that hump in your, yes, I did a fantastic job today, you know. That's what you want to feel. But, I mean, you four, of, four of your five uh, uh, majors are all in finance and business, right? Economics, yeah. <laughs> finance, finance, and, and business. So, yeah. so I mean, you're. And you're they helped me in establishing my passion. My okay. So yeah, which is putting you know, people should not go through that. Imagine if I did this at the age of sixteen when I went to university. Mm. I would be now what? But do you not? Feel I would be a genius. But do you not feel like you you wouldn't you wouldn't have the capability and the understanding? that you have now because of those four majors? Well, I think you could learn them. I mean, simple courses of those, That's you know. Good enough. Yeah, a simple course. I mean, you go to four-year business school. Uh, at the end, what, what you have taken from there are really a lot, but what you will use is probably 5%. That 5% is you invest in. I agree, I, yeah. I agree. I Instead mean, of spending four years. But I mean, okay, let me give you another example. A university so needs to eat as well, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but if they, if they have the students who are actually matching their, uh, their interest, the university mm. will, do, will have more money because everyone will be staying and studying. You, are, you don't have to push the student to go to the class. You don't have to have all this policing to know that he had actually gone there and done his work. You won't see any people cheating in the class as well, you know, in their exams. Everything is going to change. Are you you're talking you about a university level or, I'm or talking about high yeah, school? University level, okay. of course, because that's when you, are, you have to branch out, right? Mm. So at the moment, most of the universities spend a lot, a lot on policing, you know, finding if you are going to the class or not. I, in the Middle East, you're talking about? Because no. in the UK, they don't care. They do care. What do you mean they don't care? Of course they do care if you cheat, if you, of course, if, you, maybe if you don't attend the class, 20% uh, you are cut off. 
So who failed? So, uh, so for I don't know if you have been, maybe you have been very uh, diligent student. Uh, for, for me, the first two years, I, I studied in Westminster, um, not as a marketing for people going, but they do have very nice girls. Um, first, first two years, I was on the ball, I was there, every class. And then I was just fed up, and I thought to myself, well, why the hell am I, am I going to a class if Blackboard, they have the video of the class, well, I and mean, the seminar notes. If they know you are on Blackboard and watching, probably this is. And that's but it. But you are still watching the. Of course, I, that's I have what to. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I have to still do the so exams. You and don't the have to be at the class, but you ha you are in a class somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah. Well, know? yeah. They give you your own uh, freedom to do, uh, you know, the, uh, to listen to recorded lectures as well. That's why now they all have recorded lectures. Well, for for. For the, I, I remember speaking a little bit to my professor about this, and and he mentioned, well, he mentioned that some of our students, you know, they work part time, they've got maybe a job, blah blah blah. So you don't want to discredit those people, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's fine. And he was he was telling me, it, it obviously it's best if you're in location because you can ask questions. We want you to meet other students. These are opportunities for you, blah 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 blah. But we we're also happy if you just want to show up on Blackboard. Mm. And, and do your course. Yeah. And that's how I did my third year, my final year. I, I think I went maybe twice to university in my, in my final year. Yeah. Because I didn't see a point in it. I'd rather work part-time, do other stuff. Yeah, but you have to log you have to in and clock out. You have to log in, so that's very true. And they, so they would know you have Actually, they were studied. even, they were even, f they, were either, they were even more open than that, from what I remember, and I might be wrong, but they, they only tracked if you watched the video. Right? They didn't even care if you showed up for the live thing. They cared more that you 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 actually did whatever the the course specifications was in it. Right? And I spoke to my professor about this a little bit. He said, "Listen, you cannot show up at all, and we don't particularly care. But when your when your exam comes and when your essay is due, right, and you don't score very well on it." We know you haven't been attentive. It's very hard for, for, for you then to come to us. Yeah, exactly. And say, hey, you but know what? Imagine if you had gone to something that you really, really care about. Sure. Like I, I, one of the students I sent, she really cares about uh, you know, English literature. You know, she writes and everything. And she would be in every class, every opportunity that you know, they bring in the writers and stuff to talk to the writers. So this one, she was like an asset to the university. Mm. You know, who wouldn't love somebody mm. who's like so totally into it? So knowing exactly what you are wired for is so important because it's actually going to give you a very happy life. And that's what I thought when I did the survey on LinkedIn. I don't know if it's still there or not. Um, so I put three questions, okay, very simple. And I said, this survey for anybody who is going to retire in the next 10 years. So what did you study? What did you do as a job? And what would you do after retirement, when you retire? So about 50% work in something other than what they studied. 76% mm. want to do want to open restaurants, cafe, or food business. No. Now, why didn't they go to Cordon Bleu, you know, to study food business? But do you not, do you not think that? You, but I mean, you tell me. 
I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, it's uh, blessed are the ignorance. Bl blessed are the ignorant. Yeah. I, I think that when they would actually run a food business, <laughs> they'd very quickly not like running a restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes the fantasy yeah, of doing something. Yeah, to say now with Michelin stars and stuff oh. like this, you know, that's going to take forever. Look at all the coffee shops here in Bahrain. How many of them are empty? None. Lots of them. Do you know the one, uh, the Starbucks on, on Budaya Road, the side? Not sure. The other side? Sure. I went to buy coffee and I thought I'll sit and see what, what messages I have on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I got the coffee. Not a single table outside or out inside. But that's Starbucks though. And that's what? a big brand company. Oh, you are saying that the other cafe. Yeah, the small coffee shops. The yeah. the, the the guy who you know convinced his parents and his wife that and everyone. I love this. I love you know it would uh, be really hit. It's and gonna everybody in Bahrain are gonna come and exactly queue up. exactly. <laughs> and then you know three years on and they're barely making payables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I heard a lot of people do close down because maybe they opened it because they're copying, you know. Talk about copycats here as well, and that's a very important economic phenomena. Not everyone that opens something has this complete passion in that thing. Absolutely. You know, why do we have only a few really good designers? You know, you talk about Saint Laurent, Christian Dior, you know, you talk about a few designers. Who else is really well known? Well, most of them are owned by one big company as well, by the way. Now, yeah. before, <laughs> no, before they were I'm independent. Because these guys had the passion for, for it and they survived, you know? But fashion I, I, in, a, in a larger scale is a very interesting animal because, you know, Chanel, uh, no, uh, uh, Dior, uh, uh, Armani, uh, Burberry, all of those leave. They're not, they're, they're making money, of course, but they're not for the, the super wealthy. The super wealthy wear brands that me and you have never heard of, right? Uh, I forgot what one is Canelli, and there's like a bunch of other like like these like very niche brands that a simple T-shirt costs like five thousand BD. Yeah, the one. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the one uh, Bill Gates wear. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So it's it. I, I find I find it so interesting in, in from fashion perspective, in that how you can have these like very minute small little brands that, that sell this incredibly high quality yeah, product. because they go with the best cotton that is grown from, Absolutely. you know, and that's watered with But the how cotton. do they reach that customer base though? Yeah, because the customers, they are, you know, Coming the to yogis them, I guess. and, uh, you know, like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, you know, they're all yogis and they do meditation and stuff and, and these things not matter to them, you know, how the, how the t-shirt is done how that fabric was reached at, where is the cotton Source grown, who, who grew it, where they paid well or not, you know? They I agree. care about these things. I agree. And they publicize it, and that's how they reach this. And probably they even fund these companies. Dan, can you look up uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg hoodie cost? I think yeah. his hoodie, and he owns the same hoodie, like I think. Yeah, they, ha they buy all the same colors. They buy all the same color. I think only Elon Musk doesn't wear his, uh, the f you know. The, the same, th the same outlet. How much is it? 2,000. 2,000. And t-shirt is made 900. It's 900. For <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot cheaper than what I've heard. I heard that his hoodie costs like 14K. Yeah. Can you can you uh, look up? Um, I'm trying to uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg 
a conspiracy hoodie. He's got this like crazy thing that he accidentally showed. Well, I say accidentally. I think it was either Freemason. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they put this in the back of their clothes at Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah, on the inside of it, yeah. <laughs> That's scary, right? That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. that a company goes to that, like, niche. <laughs> they put their symbolism and their ideology in the back. I always might make my own clothes as well. Do you? Yeah, I mean, mm. some of the things is obviously you, c you have to buy, like, you know, something like this, and, you know, really nice pants, you've got to. But most of my clothes, I have them designed and make myself. Oh, wow. Because, you know, you what is out there that suits an old woman who wants to be very comfortable? Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> A that. A 66-year-old woman that. who wants to be very comfortable. You know, she doesn't want cotton that will give her allergies and stuff like this. Y you have to do it yourself. Do you think there's... And you don't want to pay $2,000 for it. For, for a shirt yeah. <laughs> or hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's a business in that? There is. I mean, uh, like the tailor I go to, mm. I gave him something maybe two months ago, and he still tells me, oh, Muharram, oh, school, oh, Eid, oh, whatever. You know, like he's he has so many... Because people go to tailors here for the school uniforms, uniforms for, you know, Muharram, you know, for uh, black mm -hmm. clothes. And then they go for, if they're traveling, for mm. example. You know, so there is a lot for Eids. They all stitch the clothes. That's very a interesting. There's a, huge, there's a huge business for that. Uh, I, it, mm. But I don't know if I can succeed in that. No, it's a it's a very dirty industry, and and I mean, all from our perspective, we do mostly B two B. We're not interested in B two C. You know, I think we've only done it a handful of times because there was a good friend or whatever that we did then a suit for them or uh, a dress for them. But in generally, no. If you come to me with with a one or two piece, hey, can you make a shirt? Hey, can you do this? We get somebody for whatever reason coming to the front door. We show them the exit and we say, hey, buddy. Sorry. I mean, just imagine the world. Everybody loving what they do. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, but do you not think that people have this fantasy, fantasy and notion what they, that they know what they want, but in reality they're... No, they wouldn't. No, no. Th but that's why you check. Sure. You do the test for them. Sure. The test from... There are, it's very... Dis it's in disguise. Mm. They're not asking you, do you like apples or bananas? Mm. There are certain questions that are asked in the test. Of course, I'm not specializing that. Sure, sure, sure. My daughter is. Uh, that along with other answers, they will lead to knowing whether you are a right side on the or a left side of your brain. So you believe, you believe in, in, in the, the testing brain? process? Yeah, of course. The uh, psychometric test is... Uh, because psychometric was done in the 80s and 90s, where it was very popular, and then it kind of fell out of, out of popularity in the recent years. Again, we don't have to talk about this. We don't want to have it on camera. <laughs> I, I don't know if it, is fill, if it fell in popularity, because yeah. we still have students. Not everybody does it. What I'm saying 
in a very uh, modern you know way mm-hmm. if you think you could really classify people based on their abilities mm. and put them in the right the right person for the right study for the right job for the right you know mm. then you are going to have a i mean no depression imagine who's going to lose well you you say that but i i will play devil's advocate here uh, i can pin, pinpoint you two different people one is a guy called dirty jobs who goes around and interviews people who do jobs that no normal person would actively choose sewage cleaner roadkill must be needing money i'm not talking about see there is a need and there is a need but all the people he has on the show who interview say hey you know what i didn't want to do this job but actually i'm outside all day <laughs> i have to clean animals who are dead but who cares i'm happy yeah so <laughs> and probably he didn't study and he didn't have a job i mean there are how it, many people are like him? Exactly, but this is the question, right? I mean, that's the, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll send you over the show. It really fascinated me um, uh, uh, about the, the amount of people you'd have on camera and they being like construction workers, uh, all kinds of gigs where you would think, oh God, they must be really unhappy. And they're like, no, you know, at least I'm not sitting in an office. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I look, at, look at like right now in the US and the UK, Students, I think university is ri- right now around 60% women and 40% men. Men are leaving universities in swarms. Uh, they're going back to blue collar jobs. Yes. Electrician, plumbers, trades. welders, trade yeah. schools. Yes, trade schools are important. And some people are only actually good with trades. There's that too. You don't have to be at a university. You, can, you just have to know a skill as well. But it's also because of money. And do you know what they call them in New Zealand? They call them pipe doctors. Yeah, see, I like that. This is the gu- the uh, sewage people. Yeah, they, c- you know, they each one of them has has a name. They don't really. It's not downgraded job. No, I I, I mean, an office worker in London earns about eighty k by the time he's near retirement. As a plumber, you're you're you maybe at twenty five you learn that you're you're at twenty at twenty five thirty you're already over a hundred k. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and they love it. We, we did a huge promotion on trades. It, that's called Trades Are Hot, you know, and so we put somebody on pipes. Sure. You know, sure. Uh, and pipes mean, you know, when you go, uh, ski, uh, you know, in the water, what is it called? The water. Uh, yes, uh, uh, surfing. Surfing. So that's pipes, right? Mm. And he's a pipe. So uh, Alex is doing his pipes properly, you know. I like something it. like that. I like it. So you actually studying is not I don't mean just the academic anything. Mm. Cookery, uh, cloth making, you know, anything that that is necessary for the world. Uh, things like this, you know, you make uh, I don't know artistic things and sell them. Sure, 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 sure. Draw art. Sure. How many people have gone for art studies? Oh. And then they are actually good artists. So like next to zero. Yeah. So um, there are so many thousands and thousands of job in jobs in the world, but you will do them if you love them, it, it and that's <sighs> what it is. You know, you, I personally sure. I feel if I have a very good job, then I will always be happy. I, I will again play devil's advocate because in, in our mentality in Japan, for example, is very different than the mentality in the West or in the Middle East. 
And you know, I, I, I recall a famous saying where it goes, um, there's no point in complaining when there's work to be done, right? Yeah. And uh, when the going goes tough, the tough keep going. And, and that's inbred and into their culture. You know, that's why they work 12 hours a day. Yeah, and if they, if, if they sat them, they still wear their suit and go sit in the park. Exactly. Because they feel shy. Exactly. <laughs> they feel shame, you know? And feel ashamed. I, I, uh, and, and Japan's like, culture is also so interesting because it doesn't matter what you do, but if you do it at a world-class level, and it doesn't matter, it could be doll cutting, could be toys, handmade craft. When it becomes something that's world-class, quality-wise, it doesn't get looked down upon. No one goes like, oh, you know, he's a doll maker. They go, oh, wow. he's that doll maker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, he's a doll maker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, their culture is very, very different and how they celebrate craft yeah. than, than you know, and the West. You know, like if my daughter said, I want to go uh, cloth designing or something, maybe in my mind I'd say, only if she becomes a Christian Dior. Yes, you can, you know? How many people went for fashion design and stuff like that and became something? We get a lot of designers, but I mean, who knows them in the world? But it's it's a different, I mean, to be able to, to, to first you need to have the spark, right? You have to be charismatic. If you're not charismatic, forget it, because the media isn't gonna pay attention to you. And if the media doesn't pay attention to you, then your brand is never gonna get off the ground. Yeah. Right? I, that, so that's the only way to doing it. Uh, you, or you can be controversial. Uh, Dan, can you look up Avocado and Finch? Yeah. They just had. Avocado and Finch. They just were recently in controversy again. Avocadian? No, I don't know what. Abac no, Avocado and Finch. You mean the cloth maker? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know what Dan's typing. Avocado and Finch. Type in, uh, 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 type in fashion, and then Abby, A-B-Y, Abby, C-O, D, and then Finch, Abby, Cody, and Finch. Well, I don't know how to spell these. <laughs> you mean Abercrombie and Finch? Yeah. Aber, A-B-E-R, C-O-N-B-I. Abercrombie and Finch, yeah. There you go, I think. These guys? Yeah, they were just recently in a controversy. Can you type in then controversy? So they were, they were in two controversies. Both of them, I believe, planned out because they're a very, very smart company. Uh, one where they said we don't sell clothing to fat people, but they had like triple XL uh, clothing. And then when asked about it, uh, they said, oh, this is for athletes, not for fat people. Oh. <laughs> and then recently, they they just had a new controversy just just today or yesterday. Uh, can you go on Google Images, where I think they they took a plus size model. Oh my God! Is that the one? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Can you open it? Yeah. Uh, so they do make for fat people. Now they do. They did it, and then they posted it, and I think they immediately removed it. Mm. Can you open that image on the left, the first one? Left, left, left. No, no, it's, it's same in the same bracket. Yeah, that one there. Jesus Christ. Where's her T-shirt? 
she's not wearing anything. No? She doesn't need to. The fat is hiding everything. That's a good thing when you're this fat. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's a fashion. You make a good point. As a fashion brand, well, <laughs> what are they selling? Yeah. Tattoos? Yeah, that's uh, that's not. Uh, but that's nothing to do with fat. Oh, maybe they're showing the pants. For the guy. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange, huh? Yeah, and for the girl, she's also wearing jeans. I guess, I mean, that you can see anything about Being the girl. Short. Or something, yeah. But yeah, so they, they recently, they put this ad out, and I think they, they immediately had to remove it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Subhanallah. Oh, People make fun of uh, big people, right? I, I, I'm the living witness. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you're putting yourself out there. Ask me how much my weight was. Kim? 92. 92, mashallah. Good. I went on diet and dropped it all. Oh, 92 is still fine. Anything. Uh, fine. fine. I couldn't walk from here till there. Anything under uh, anything under 105, you're fine. It's only what. You can't walk, not with our age. I think with, with, what is it? With you cannot walk. I love walking. I cannot walk. So how did he get then to, to, to... I did keto. You did keto? But how did he get to that weight? Uh, I don't know, maybe too much food. Too much food? <laughs> Not enough walking? <laughs> well, it was the time when uh, we were moving and... Uh, stress. You know, not stress. It's uh, like I didn't have time to do my exercise and everything. Okay. Yeah. And do you, do you feel better now going with the routine oh and having walking? Oh, my God. Much better. Much better. Do you walk outside or just inside? Uh, I, I mean, before, of course, outside, but after Corona, I started to, to do my walks in the hall. Mm. So like today, I did, let me show you. Why don't you just get a treadmill? I, I have uh, middle ears, ear syndrome, I can't. Oh, really? Okay. I did 80 minutes of exercise, so that is uh, about five and a half kilos. Just walking. Wow. Back uh, and forth. Because I, I, I try to force myself to go walking outside. It's hard. I just, yeah. Yeah. I have to, I, I, I force mean, myself. I mean, if you don't have middle ear syndrome, treadmill will be fantastic. Mm. I've got a, a stationary bike, of uh, course. And that's okay? Or, or that, that's okay. That, that, that one is fine. Okay. But with walking on the treadmill, it's fantastic. I can do it, you know? Well, I, I force myself because, because, especially if you see some of the older guys, were in their 70s and 80s, who were, you know, in the Middle East before there was even kahraba, or before there was electricity. They are a different kind of animal. They're tough. You know, they have real, yeah. st they have real strength, and they're in their 70s, and they're, they're still sitting in jalsa outside in summer. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and so I, 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 I realized this, and I was like, well, if I want to have that kind of, that kind of life, to be able to, to, to do that, I'll have to start <laughs> spending more time outdoors. And yeah. so I've, I've tried more and more to, to do walks and runs and whatever outside. Outside. And here you have a really good track as well. Exactly. It's you just concrete. There was a woman uh, uh, that I met, forgot her name. She takes people running. Mm. So mm. That's, that's what she does for fun. You know, she takes them running. So once I went, a few times I went with her. But they run so fast, man, I couldn't like really you know, uh, even pace with them. So they were like two kilometers in front of me and I was like, 
okay, <laughs> not for me. But uh, she, she came. We went all around this island. Took us about an hour and something. Oh, one whole one whole tour, yeah. Yeah, an Mashallah. hour and probably an hour forty five minutes. Mashallah. Yeah, running there. I I, I mean, uh, uh, at at my fittest. Now I'm not at my fittest, obviously. At my fittest, I did the whole reef island in just under, I think just under 40 minutes. Oh, that's really good. Because the whole reef island is a little over than five kilometers. So you only have to have a pace of like seven or six. Mm. You don't have enough to go that fast. So you, you have done? I've done half marathons. Okay. Um, I've, I've attempted full marathons, but then... But don't you think it's so important, like to to keep to keep your body moving? You I know, feel you better. You see these these people. My mom, for example, mm. she's sitting and watching her TV or her YouTube or whatever it is that she watches the whole day, and she doesn't move. Khata. You know. What what kind of life is that? Yeah. You know. And when we travel, we put her on wheelchair. Although she's like really capable, but this is the problem, she right? She shouldn't go on the. Yeah, we want to cut it. We'll cut it. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, no, I, I I agree with what you're co- where you're coming from. Uh, there's a lot of people who 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 just like living in a cage. Because if mm. you think about it, right? I mean, you spend how much of your life? You spend it in your house, you spend it in the office, and you spend it in the car. Yeah. Right. The whole time. So so you spend less. Maybe two hours if you are going somewhere. Exactly. You know? So I remember reading a statistic somewhere that, that people born after 1950 are, have spent more than 90% of their entire life indoors, which scares me. And yeah. it doesn't feel natural, you know what I mean? feels yeah. khata somehow, especially since one-third of your life is spent on your back sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the other two do- two thirds are going to spend it inside a room. Yeah, and then you work the you work probably more than two thirds of the time, because even we are sleeping, you are thinking about work, right? Do you, do you know? Yeah, but this life um, <coughs> life work balance, <coughs> it's very hard. But that's a new phenomenon, though, right? No, when I f- when I first joined Dubao. Mm. We, I would lui- leave house at 6.30 because where I lived and uh, where it was, the office, and then, so let's say I'm there at from 7.30. From 7.30, I reach home at 6 again. Mm. So that's 12 hours, you know? But do, do you not find it when you were, when you uh, were in, the early, uh, in the early 80s to the, to the mid-90s? I'm talking about early 80s. Yeah, okay, but but 1980. Yeah, I understand, but you didn't you didn't take like a, a your office with you. There was no emails that you had to answer. Yeah, exactly. At at 10 p.m., right? There was no work phone calls you were getting at at, at seven or eight, right? That that whole culture is, has shifted. Now you're expected to be reachable at any time. Yeah, but you still have to go to the office, and I keep on convincing them mm. take a day, you know, make it a three three-day weekend, and then in those days, you can scatter the work, you know, a little bit for my, my girls, but uh, no, 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 we've got to go because we need to see the students. We need to, we can see them on Zoom, you know, no problem with that. 
students will be happy to talk on Zoom while they are sitting in those drinking coffee or something. True, 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 yeah. true. But don't you feel, you know, th th there's that old adage, right? Uh, a man needs purpose, right? And I think for, for most people, their life is their work. Yeah. Right? And I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed enough that, that this, I could do this until the day I die, this, this exact thing that we're doing. And I, for me, I, I could work, I could do this 16 hours. If I didn't have to sleep, I would do this 24 hours. Mm. Right, so for because it's you're passionate about it. I I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's passionate. I I, I love I, I I I love the concept or the idea of 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 committing yourself to one thing. You know what I mean? There's something beautiful about that. In that in that you you know your you, your life goal, your whole energy, everything you are is for 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 this thing. Right, and mm. a lot of people go through their life. You know, they, right. they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what it means. They're going to die uh, in, in 40 years, you know, sitting on a deathbed going, what did I do? What have, <laughs> what have I achieved? achieved. Yeah. I consider achievement is how, which countries you have gone to. Interesting. Where did you travel? Interesting. Yeah. What did you leave behind? Where is your legacy? So do you that you know, like you go, you need to have seen people, met others, uh, communicated not only see them, you know, in movies or on the streets, communicated with them, talked to them, sat in cafes with them. Yeah, I think you know, you wrote something about them that you need that stays. But how how radical do you go with this? Do you go? Do you are you saying that? Uh, because to me. If you're staying in Pakistan or you're staying in Hong Kong uh, uh, at a five-star hotel, it, that's not, you're not seeing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? I mean, if, if you're staying at the, at the Four Seasons or the Ritz or whatever, <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> There's no difference, but, and you won't see, maybe probably if you are on the beach, you might talk to someone there. Yeah. But uh, you, need, you need to, like, when I went to Finland, for example, I found one of my friends, she has somebody in Finland. So I told her, can I meet her and something? And I took some small gift. Then we went out together and she showed me all the places in Finland and where I could have gone with a, with a touring company, but I'd rather do it this way because you know, the locals, they know more about what is there, what's in the culture, which which restaurant is really good, you know, like yes. things like that. So, uh, so uh, now, for example, when I when we go on these trips that the companies in Bahrain do, you do it with a tour company, mm. Mm. and they're the ones who take you around, you know. Whoop. So it's not really as, for me, authentic as meeting the locals. I have an uncle or cousin, rather said, um, he's a programmer but he doesn't have a traditional home. He has a, a van house. He turned a van into a home and he's traveling all over the world with his van. Oh, wow. And I, he, was, he was all around Eastern Europe, Romania, Kazakhstan. Um, and I think he went all the way up to Russia now and he's, but he's gonna try to drive into Japan. And he does his work on his computer in, in the van. And the rest of the time he's just driving around and just looking and watching the world. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, there's, you know. That's nice, yeah. I guess, but it's also very lonely, no? On his own? On his own. I, he travels all these places. He doesn't have a family? Nothing. Okay. He's 35. He's not really interested. Ah, young. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I guess. 35, no kid, no wife. Um, I don't think he's very interested in, in, in that kind of life. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. It is interesting, no? It is. I mean, you see some, sometimes, like I met this woman when I was studying, when I, the company sent me to the UK to study in Southampton. Uh, so my neighbor next in front of us, she's a bit oldish, and you know, so normally when I live in a compound, I'll just take them like a cake or something, you know, to, to make neighbors. Yeah, 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 for the neighbors. And then so anyway, we we kept because I had my son as well. He was little, jihad, mm. and uh, so she said, "Oh, I'm going to supermarket. Do you wanna come? There's a big supermarket." She d she drives. Then we became really good friends over the three years. And imagine, and she'll take us everywhere in her car as well. And imagine one day I needed a reference letter. I, I needed to prove that I was in UK. There you have it. I thought, oh, let me call Mr. Smith. So I called her and I said, would you give me a reference letter? She said, of course. Who is it for? I said, well, they'll contact you. I'll just give them your phone and number, your, mm. your, uh, before, there was no emails as well. So I gave them their, her phone and her uh, address, and they sent her a letter and asked her to. And then she sent me a copy of the letter. That's sweet. I thought I was benefiting from yeah. what she did to us. It turned out she was the happiest because she was alone and then suddenly there's a family with a child that she sort of looked after and they looked up and they and looked after her as well. Beautiful, no? You know, and uh, that's why I tell the kids you have to, when you go, you have to find a family or stay in a family and learn their culture and this, you know. I think it's very important. Then you get people for life. Don't you feel like that's, that's almost completely disappearing no, we still send for homestays. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. No, 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 that... Oh, you mean friendships around the world? Friendships around the world. I mean, th they say people in people who are 18 have less than one friend. Well, l have, have an average one friend, which is crazy to me. Yeah. If you think back about it, right? I mean, I, I can look at my sister, who's 12, and she has one friend that, sh that she spends time with. The rest of the time, she's on her phone. With who? Oh, with TikTok, ah, okay. Instagram. But not the communicating. Not communicating. Yeah, but that's a new phenomenon, isn't it? That's strange, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't know what to do about this. Although everybody loved that we are communicating, but it's a wrong type of communication. Because, yeah. I mean, if you are watching, let's say, a child and watching all these YouTube channels, but no friends to talk about them, what's the point? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. It's, it's you need to tell somebody something, but this is, I think, I don't know, I think it's our age. I mean, not your age, obviously. We like to discuss movies, uh, you know, and you know, books and stuff, you know, with a group of friends. Oh, I saw this. What do you think? Oh, something with that they said wrong. And, or 
you know, this is what they are trying to portray to the world or what, you know, you discuss it. But with kids nowadays, they just watch it and that's it. Well, I, I've, we've, we've had people on the show who've, who've, said, who've said to me in private afterwards, you know, this is the first time I talked to somebody without looking at my phone for, for maybe a year. And it, it, it shocks me every time. Yeah, for me, if I go somewhere, I keep my phone in the bag. Yeah. I mean, w w with my friends, we have a rule that, that all phones on, on restaurant has to be put on the table and put to the side. That's the only way. That's the only way. Otherwise, as yeah, soon as someone looks at it, everyone, halas. It's They're addictive as well. It's very addictive as well. <sighs> it's yeah. strange that this that all this all the Apple executives, for example, don't let their kids play with their devices. None of their kids are allowed on iPads. None of their kids are allowed on iPhones. No, they allow them, but certain time, like an hour or a day. Uh, nothing. Nothing. They, they don't let the executives for these companies don't let their kids on their devices. Oh my God. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so probably there's something in the device, right? That can get into your brain if you're a child. I think it's not just children. I think the the I think what happened was that <coughs> was that they've made ad the apps so addictive that people don't even realize. You you mentioned it with with TikTok, right? You 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 open up and before you realize, over an hour has passed. Yeah. And exactly. you've just been sitting in the same position, just getting content. Yeah. Right. And uh, and that's because they they hire some of the best world psychologists to program it to be as addictive as possible. And it's taking over all of the others, right? TikTok, absolutely. I mean, that's very that's incredibly Even popular. Even Facebook is almost dying. YouTube. But why would YouTube go? I agree. I agree. But but I mean, we know it from our own distribution that uh, YouTube Shorts, the 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 uh, the videos that are under 60, uh, 60 seconds, uh, do better than the videos that are for two hours. Mm. Right, and that's because less on the user, but more because that's what YouTube pushes. Yeah. So we're 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 in a sticky situation, and it's it's. I mean, how many people, even with with my friends, when we go to the cinema, it's very strange that they have to look at their phone while <laughs> we're in the cinema watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but because now everything is on your phone. Well, how do you handle it with the university pr uh, students? They're on their phone. They're on their phone. You don't say to them in class, "Hey, you know what?" What can you do? Put it in the box. You don't think? No, but if I engage it, I engage their phone. Mm. Okay, take a photo of this, do this, write about it, mm. put it on Twitter. Mm. You know, like we, we try to engage them with, with using content. their own phone. Mm. It's difficult. Yeah, or uh, each one of you research a subject, uh, give them five minutes, and then talk about that without looking at your phone. It's difficult. So you have to engage them by using their own technology. Because right now you're, you're teaching uh, uh, university economics. Right now I'm not teaching anything. Not anymore. Yeah, I stopped. You stopped. I stopped because uh, the pandemic happened mm. and I really uh, wouldn't like to do it online. Mm. Mm. Will you go back to it now that the uh, pandemic is done? I'll think. I don't know. Next year I'll think about it.
Okay. And and w- w- what's what making you hesitant? Not good enough money. I mean, if money is of course not good. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. No, it's not. I don't know about that. My it's university not. professor was was a very happy man. Well, in, in which country? This was in the UK. Because he would sell his textbooks. Yeah, probably. And you know, you need to sell, but here the cl- textbooks are all provided to the students. Oh, you can't okay. sell textbooks. Number one. Number two, uh, I don't do it full time. I do it part time, so it's per hour. Mm. And if you calculate, even though you are teaching only nine hours, but you are actually investing triple that amount. Mm. Are, you are called for meetings. You do assignment correction. You do, you know, uh, office hours. You do this. You sit in co- quality assurance meeting. You sit. So if you calculate, you are actually in this in the college for 36 hours a week. Wow, my professor. I and can you are only yeah. doing nine hours. I can promise you my professors were nowhere near spending that much time. They spent two hours maybe a day or one hour a day as office hours, and that was it. What they, who, who marks the assignments uh, the and prof- the exams? The, the, the professor for your class was, was not allowed to mark your, your grade at my, at, in the UK system, at least with my university. So if you were my teacher, for example, and I had an exam in economics with you, you would not see my paper, guaranteed. Uh, they give it to markers. They give it to markers. Yeah. Right, because they want to make sure yeah. that everything is clean. Authentic. And authentic. And uh, yeah, my, my professor came out and he was like, listen. Are we no, but my, he must be correcting another class. He might be correcting another class, definitely. Uh, switching, yeah. absolutely. But I, he was, t- I mean, a class, a classroom maybe had like 30 people, right? And we're talking about somewhere between 5,000 word essay, uh, 3,000 word essay. He, 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 he does maybe 50 students to 80 students. He said he's just like. Yeah, but it does take time. Yeah, I, I mean, for him, he, he told me it was very fast, obviously, but, but it was also a different curriculum. Uh, but yeah, he, he was telling me his salary, everything, we're talking about maybe 100,000 BD. A year? A year. In UK, which university? Westminster. Westminster, and he was selling his own textbook. And he was, I remember first day of lecture, he would come out and he would say, this is, this is the, the textbook. And this is the the he had to, he, was so, he was this was business finance and he was selling two different textbooks. <laughs> oh wow! Each and one he was allowed. The university allowed him. Each one was 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 twenty five BD, so fifty BD in total, and um, times fifty students. Uh, and probably teaches a few classes. And teaches well. a few classes, right? And uh, he w- he was saying. Um, I would, I would, rec- uh, and every year, by the way, he would, he would make a new edition, right? And he would come out in front of the class and say, "This is edition five. If you don't buy edition five, you're gonna have a very difficult time passing, guys." <laughs> genius, genius, genius. Yeah. <laughs> but is that ethical? You think? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, but you need to be ethical. But that's why the university have to decide the book. I, I, I hear where you're coming from, but everyone has to eat. You know? <laughs> everyone's got everyone's to put food on their family table, no? Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? What are you, you going to do about it? 
Well, I mean, <coughs> no, what I'm saying, uh, let's say, let's take, for example, any college here, mm. the, uh, the university, if this, as, as per the subject, let's say, because most of the colleges here, they, they buy the program or they subscribe to a program from a UK university, mm. okay? And the university over there had decided that for this subject, there's this textbook, <coughs> there's this textbook. And then the the college bring the textbook and give them to the students. No, no, I. So they are part of the fees. For for my university, for my undergrad, our 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 curriculum was structured this way. We had we had a professor who was the head professor of business, and he had his own textbook, right? And and he would teach a few classes, and that book was about. 60 BD, something mm -hmm. like that, right? And every year there would be a new edition from him. Then f in, in, in your subclasses, because it was like finance, marketing, uh, uh, CFI and, and uh, FOB for shipping, all of those separate guides would also have their own textbook. Oh, okay. Right, and because if, if you're, if the way our seminar, or the way our curriculum was structured was that in, in we'd have four modules every semester, and it was, it, it, they were elective, obviously, um, but they were all with their own textbook, their own criteria. So some of them was presentations, some of them exams. And you notice that <coughs> not the whole textbook is used as well. Of course not. Like probably <laughs> out of the 20 chapters, you would use eight. Well, not even <coughs> that, maybe three. I mean, with the, with the, with the seminars, with like, no, sorry, with the, with the essay structured ones, because usually it was like an essay question. Um, it was about, let's say, 2,500 words. Because the smaller the word count, the harder it is, mm. right? Because yeah. the, more the more qualitative it has to be, right? If it's a 10,000 word essay, it's very easy because you can fill it in with a lot of nonsense. But if it's, if the hardest essays are always when it's, un when it's a thousand. That was always the nightmare. Um, but it was, for, it was usually something involving uh, uh, pest analysis, uh, quarter, quarter, uh, Porter's Five Forces, and SWOT analysis. That was generally the, the thing that he had to incorporate into the question to do uh, a structure. Okay. And then you would get marked down. So if you, if you use, uh, and, uh, and, and it was really, really important, at least for our curriculum and our university, it was really, really important on your 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 uh, um, your your etal, your your quotation, your references. Okay. That they really cared more about that as your final mark than anything else. So if you use online sources, they would grade you down heavily. You have to read them from the library. You have to go to so the library, and they want you. So even if you found the same exact source as a library book, but you found it on a PDF version on the computer they would still mark you down if you used a PDF version from the computer. They were really pushing you to go to the library to, to open up yeah. textbooks. Yeah. So. But I don't think they'll do it now. This was 2018, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, 2016, sorry. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, now it's, of course, everything became online. I mean, the teaching became online. Well, I, believe it or not, one of, my, one of my papers, I remember speaking to my professor afterwards, and he said to me, listen, Hamad, 
your 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 work is great for real world application. It's terrible for academia. And I was like, <laughs> the same expression I had, like you just had. And I was like, what what did that mean? He said, listen, it's it's not academic enough. This is fine if you if you're doing it in business world, blah blah blah. But if you, we're in an academic setting, so yeah, because universities are very rigorous and they even want the the uh, even the words that you write should not be layman words. Mm -hmm. It should be very academic uh, structured. Not not the structure, even the word itself. You can't use uh, fast and furious words. You know, mm. you have to use algorithmic. You know, like something like really long and complex and complex words to describe something that you could say it in one one you know one word well uh, well we we got marked down if we use the word i so yeah. uh, we, we couldn't or if you put a lot of then or then and and for us if, if, if so for if, if it was like if it was like an opinion piece right so if we said like benefit like a cost benefit analysis for a decision or whatever we'd say like advantages, disadvantages, and then opinion or conclusion, right? And the conclusion, you are only allowed to write one might believe, or it is in the author's opinion, but you were not allowed to say, I think that, yeah. because of- Yeah, who are of you to think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Who are you? Yeah, you are yeah. just a student. No, yeah. you will be allowed to say that when you're doing your doctorate, mm. of course. Mm. Mm. Even if you look at all the doctorate thesis that are there, that they're all now online, you won't see uh, an I mentioned there. Mm. Mm. You will always say when the researcher, or you know, like that. Mm. But mm -hmm. You don't mention your name. You say the researcher, the scientist, the thing, uh, and or the group of writers or whatever, like that. But to mention yourself as a person, you are you don't. You the don't evidence seems to indicate that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even matter. Yeah. You know, in the academia, one person doesn't matter. That's why you need to have a lot of references mm, when mm. you are doing your thesis. A lot of them. Some sometimes it's over 150 references, Ooh. and you would have have read them as well. Sometimes you read uh, one of the books that you have referenced, or one of the studies that you have referenced, and then within the study you look at the references, and then you go there as well and you read that, and then you see, and you know the branching, how the, how the uh, the B the beehive works. Mm. It's it works like that in the well, in the study itself. From <coughs> because you will be you will be taking one study. And then going through one thing from that study, finding a reference there that talks about it, going through that, and then again and again, and then you have to say according to this person who was mentioned in this essay or mentioned in that study uh, by, by this person, I think uh, Benjamin the results, yeah. the results that he made that he did in his study were not really appropriate according to that uh, that formula or that you know conclusion yeah no I, I totally agree with you I mean it's 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 really fascinating in how academia I I structures its its analysis that's why I feel academia will always be there you think so yeah I mean 
there will be a lot of these uh, short colleges that will give you uh, snippets of information that will allow you to function in life. But to be able to really give back, you will need. Well, you're also a writer. Don't you feel that the level of writing from a historical humanitarian perspective has gone down? Yes, that, is a, that has gone down. Right? Yeah. The complexity. Now there is, for example, National Geographic. Mm. Open the first National Geographic that was, you know, like find a very old copy. Mm. And look at National Geographic now. Totally different. At the moment, they focus on pictures. You know, and you look at the picture, and then there will be like two or three lines about them. They won't go in deep into that country and what happened to that bird, where it came from, and you know the way they used to describe it before mm. National Geographic? Mm. Even that changed, you know, which is like a pity, really. There's a really good magazine. It's called, I think it's called Foreign Affairs. Dan, can you double check that for me? Yeah, I think it's called Foreign Affairs. Um, they've been published since 1914, and I recently, for just for, for fun, it's a very conservative, US-centered politics um, uh, magazine. Very, very good. Uh, most of the writers are, are former politicians okay. or current politicians. Uh, they, they get like where, where they write under pseudonyms. And it gives you really an inside look of, of what the US, uh, 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 the US governors and principalities think about. Right, it's kind of like you, you get a, you get an insight yeah, from behind the curtain. Into the, yeah, into pol the politics of things. The first publication of this magazine, I could be wrong, was around 1914, which was just the beginning of the First World War. It's fascinating to read from a perspective of it's currently happening. You know, because mm -hmm. you're, you're already reading it from the future. You know <laughs> who won, who lost. You know the results <laughs> of the war. But, but the, then they the, wouldn't know. Exactly. And from their perspective, and the level of writing and the English, it's yeah. not the same. It's almost not the same language. It's unbelievable. Yeah, different, totally. Because now people don't want to, they don't want to hear a long sentence structure. Yeah, I mean, they want something really fast, you know, to read it. I'm in a reader's group, full Bahraini reader's group. Mm. And it's so many branches. We have English literature, we have Arabic literature, we have, uh, like now we are reading Blink uh, for Martin Gladwell. So we have the- Oh, uh, I know Martin Gladwell. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I, l I read before this, just a repeat for the group. Mm. And uh, so we have fiction, nonfiction as well, and we have the weekly reading. And the books are good that we, that Who's going to read a Shakespeare now? Mm. Well, Shakespeare's not meant to be read either. It's a play. <laughs> it's no, supposed to be watched. Yeah. yeah. No, but you read it, it's written. Yeah, but, it's n it, but Shakespeare's intent was never, he never sat down and been like, oh, this would be no, a great read. No, do read before. No, but it was always Jane meant. Jane Austen's books. Sure, you know? Jane Austen's. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, but if you, Mark if you read Twine. It, exactly, if you read them, the each word is like, uh, Four syllabus. Mm, mm, mm. Read the new books. War and Peace. Yeah. 
War and Peace, for example. Yeah. Who's the author for the? Who is the author again Dostoy- for War? Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Yeah, with yeah. some some Russian name. I forgot his name now. Um, the Prince. By who? Who wrote the Prince? Dan, we had this conversation last time. It was not Dante. It was the Prince book. Niccolo Machiavelli, of course. Nicola, we didn't read this one yet. You've never read Machiavellian, The no. Prince? <gasps> I should. It's amazing. Okay. It's I'll put it on my to do it, read. Mar- so this book was written around the 15th century. It gives you an insight of, of political structures. <gasps> That's why I didn't read it. So <laughs> I'm not into politics. It, yeah, but it, it talks about it from an aspect of principalities. And, and the reason why this book is even publi- published, it was, it was banned for a very, very long time because it's such a powerful book. Um, it talks about Machiavellian practices, uh, how rulership works. So uh, it's philosophical. Not so much. It's more like a, a, a it's almost like a to do, how to do book for being a prince. Ah, okay. Right? It, it's like almost like a step-by-step guide. Mm. And the, the reason that this book was published was that w- w- one at the time, the, one at the time of a, one at the time the governors uh, 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 falsely sentenced him and made his life difficult. And so to get revenge, he publicized all these uh, Machiavelli, that's why it's called Machiavellian techniques okay. of, of how the state uses to stuff, uh, to, to, to oh mess wow. around. Sounds interesting. It's, it, it's used in business from the last 80 years. Wow. Can you type in Machiavellian business practices? Just copy that his name, Machiavellian, and then business practices. Then, oh wow! <laughs> it's it's very very popular. Machiavelli yeah, Machiavelli. is in, incredibly popular from a business perspective. Yeah, it's very draconic though. Oh wow! Yeah. When the willingness is great, the, the difficulties art, the cannot of war be great. As well. Did you read the art of war? The Art of War is by Tan Su, also fantastic and book. Yeah, it's really good. Um, there's, uh, who's your favorite author at the moment? My favorite, favorite author, Najib Mahfoud. <laughs> oh, I don't know him. Not a, not a clue. Ah, uh, because you don't read Arabic, probably. Nope. Yeah. Oh, so what is he about? What does he talk about? Najib Mahfoud was almost going to be killed. Well, well which Ara- I mean, uh, uh, Arabic authors get, yeah, <laughs> a lot of them he, almost get killed. Because he wrote a book, Awlat Haritna, mm. and it's about God. Mm. You know, God and uh, his kids, Adam and Eve, and then, you know, and then Adam and Eve and their kids, Habil and Qabil, and then, you know, it goes on and on about all the prophets, and then it reaches Prophet Muhammad, but in a people situation so is it more is it more from a historical perspective or a religious perspective no it's a it's a story it's a story so it's fictional or non-fiction well it's supposed to be fiction but it's okay. about you know it's uh, okay as if it's an atheist oh, you saw okay. what happened to Salman Rushdie right yeah yeah, yeah 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 I was about to bring him up but I wasn't sure if you were comfortable talking about him <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> well, that, but they hit his eye didn't they no? yeah his his eye and his his arm which is weird, mm. considering the guy is is who the attacker, 
is he American. He never even read the book. Yeah, isn't that and bizarre? And the same happened with Najib Mahfouz. Because people like you and I will be sitting in a cafe saying, oh, was he against God here? You know, mm. somebody will hear us and say, what, what, let me hear? Against God, Najib Mahfouz, okay, let me go and kill him. <laughs> amazing, right? <laughs> Without even reading the book. You know, like, how amazing is that? You know, so I mean, uh, I don't like to read, uh, I don't like to read about wars. Okay. Because, you know, I just feel that people should not go into trouble. Mm and do wars. I'm totally against wars. So do, do you, do, are you against? So I, I love to read about, you know, like I read a book about, you know, a war with, you know, with the Jews when they were taken from Russia and they were thrown to in Siberia. Mm. That really affected me. Mm. You know, why would they be like they were at the end eating their own um, refuse, you know, from their bodies? Mm. Really affected. And I couldn't sleep, and I thought, what the hell, why am I, why am I like this? You know, like, it's just a book. But, you know, yeah, I imagine how they lived, how they almost being killed. I was very upset. Do, do, do you not, so you, do you not like reading book from the perspective of a victim, but what about from the perspective of the state? Because there's different iconic, I mean, you can read it, like, from a general perspective, like Tansu, Art of War, Machiavelli, and which is uh, about leadership, or you can read, obviously. I like those things. Yeah. I mean, there's different aspects of war, right? Yeah, but that's, uh, it's nothing to do with war. Those, the philosophies. M well, Tansu is all about Tansu's war. No, it's philosophy. It's not to do with war. It's uh, strategies. Exactly. It's strategies, but strategy used them in business as well. Yeah, but its intent was always <laughs> for, for, no, for war, right? You, re you read them as a business practice. Yeah, I mean, sure, because we're, I mean, if, if I was a general in the military, I would read those books as a as general a, for, yeah. the, for the but military. If you are using them for your business, you will read them as a business practice. Exactly, right? So no, your enemy, who's your un enemy? Yeah. When you're close, appear far. When you're yeah. far, appear close. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you actually transform those to making your life easier. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. So, so you, you, you don't like, you don't, so you're not. I, love, I love to read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book. He's, he simplifies economics for me. Mm. You know, the econometric, uh, ec uh, his, his other books, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm the free economics and all of these mm. are really good because it makes you want to read economics. So I advise kids who don't like economics, okay, read that. It's really nice, you know, like it, it puts you in, th in the mood to understanding. How the, how the macro scale of economics yes. works. No, I agree. There's another really good book, Ty uh, Dan, type in Black Swan. It's also economics centered. And it was written, and I might be mistaken, by a guy called uh, Economics Book. Yeah, I was thinking it's a movie. There is a movie as well. The Black Swan. There you go. It was written by a guy who who was named after who was named uh, who, who was named internally or in the industry as uh, Mr. Doom or Doctor Doom. Mm. Uh, because he, he predicted the financial crisis in 2008. Oh, wow. Long, long before it, it, 
it's Nassim Taleb, I heard about this guy. It happened, yeah. I actually attended a talk, a TED talk. See, how small Nassim is the world? Taleb. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> I met him once in a, in, in a coffee shop by accident. Oh, okay. He's uh, Pakistani, I think, no? I don't know if he's Pakistani. Can you look up where he's from? I thought he was Iranian. Or, or uh, he's definitely studying in America, that's 100%. Where is he from? Lebanese. Oh, Lebanese. He's an option trader. Oh, wow. Mm. Are you oh, big? That is fooled by randomness. Do you? Are you big into into options? No, you don't care about it, or you never looked into it. Never looked into it. Yeah. To me, options is 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 the worst of the worst. But a lot of people now are going into options and going into like a lot of young younger generations. Generation are going into uh, you know like uh, Bitcoin trading and stuff like this and mining as well. Bitcoin is very different than 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 options, right? Because it with options, you're 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 saying that your that X good is going to be placed at X price at X at X date, and right? And you lose. And then <laughs> you lose <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so I I don't know. Options to me is 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 the worst of the worst. If you are into shares, you know Salik in Dubai. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're selling. They're uh, it's an uh, the. Uh, the it was a government now it's going to be a company they're privatizing it and they're selling shares Th this is my personal opinion when it comes to, to economic freedom um, I think that the general human the general layman should only 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 invest in index funds you don't touch stocks don't go into trading you know 90 something percent of traders don't beat alpha uh, buy the S&P 500, the Dow Jones, uh, buy uh, um, uh, FTSE 100 or, or uh, the German DAX, and that's it. That's it. Just take your salary every month, take a little bit out of it, and then don't look at it. The average return of, of the Dow J the S&P 500 is 11%, 11% a year. You're not gonna, you're, it, uh, uh, hardly any trader can promise you, promise you more than 11%, right? Unless you're, you're talking about big money, then you can go into pools and all kinds of other stuff, and those guys make about 20 to 25%. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, but that's, that's you're a very different animal. There's one financial house, one financial firm, they've been having a record for 40 years straight of having an average return of just over 40%. But I mean, can you trust that they will do in your own benefit? Well, I, uh, I, I, and I don't know what, what, what sense stocks, are you question that? Uh, what, what sense are you asking I'm that question? What I'm saying, you are investing in all of these funds, okay? And then the bubble happens and everything bursts and you lose all your money. Do you? Because well, if you don't sell, no, because if the company falls, not with the, if you're buying an S and P or the Dow J, because what is the Dow J? The Dow J is you're buying a percentage of every company that that yeah, is on exactly. the Wall Street, I right? Know, but still, so so as long as you're not selling it, what you're not losing it. What happened in 2008? 
Sure, but it's recovered, right? So if you would have, the, the most money that made, the most people that made money were the people who bought. Who stayed, who bought at Who down. bought at down, right? There's a famous, there's a famous uh, quote, right? Whenever there's a war, investors come running. Because property dr drops down, and then that's when they down. snatch up. Yeah. Right? But you don't think that properties is the best investment? It's the worst investment. How? Second worst. The worst is cars, then comes property. No, not property for yourself. Like investment in property. Buildings. Buildings, yeah. If, if you're in the West, it's a good investment because of the tax rebates. If you're not in the West, if you're like, a well, Asia has also high taxes, but if you're in the Middle East, there's no real tax benefits to it, so it doesn't make financial sense. Now, if you're telling to me, hey, you know what, I want to buy... So you don't think that Palms and all of these uh, companies and the new unknown Neom or something in Saudi, mm. they're not going to make money? It's not about making money. It's about what your return is on that investment. Yeah, there won't be return, you think? Uh, no. I, I, I mean, it depends on what scale you're operating on. If you're telling me, hey, Hamad, uh, uh, do you think I should buy a share in this project that they're building and then they're going to sell? Great. If you're saying, hey, Hamad, I want to buy this apartment and then hopefully in t 20 years I'll be able to sell it at a profit, I'll tell you, get the hell out of here. Because uh, do the math, right? If it's if it takes you 25 years, 20 roughly years to to, to pay to to be profitable from this building or apartment, that means your average return is five percent. Taking to consider an inflation, which is about an average of two to three, that leaves with your true returns of two. Now consider your your costs associated with owning the property. Yeah. How much are you left with your profits? Zero. <laughs> right. Yeah. The land will increase, but the building itself will uh, will. Uh, but who cares if the deteriorate? But who cares if the if the, if the land increase if the land increase is at a rough of a rough margin of five percent, right? After twenty years, even after twenty years, if it's a, if the average return at if the uh, if the average return a year the ROI a year is five percent over 20 years is 100%, right? So you've doubled your, your initial investment of 100K, have turned to 200K. However, you could take that same 100K and put it in the Dow J or um, the S&P 500. Share options. And then you, you would make an average return of 11%. Yeah, correct. I, I, to me, it's, 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 it's foolish. Now, if you're saying to me, Hamad, you know what? No, what I'm saying, hmm. you build properties and sell them. That's a different animal. Now you're getting into a business. Now you're now you're not an investor anymore. Now you're you're no, a business operator. You give the money, mm. the company will build, you sell, and after a year you get back whatever amount. I don't know. Okay. Some people are saying Are you talking about Bahrain or GCC? Wherever. For, okay, for Bahrain, uh, financial institutions, banks will not lend to construction companies. Why? Because of the laws. Because of how the laws are structured right now in Bahrain, if you default or go bankrupt, the, 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 the courts will not award the bank the land. Mm. So that's why all these construction companies are looking for private investors. Oh, wow. So that's number one. Number two, you have a population of one point, what is it, 1.5 million, 1.4 million, uh, uh, you, uh, the Bahraini population at this point? There's three times as many properties as there are population. Then on, on to the further extreme, 
a property is considered in Bahrain old if it's older than 10 years. <laughs> and it takes you 20 years to, to get back the money. So what are you doing? Run away. <laughs> 25 years for a person who's buying from, the, getting from the government, he pays over 25 years. Yeah, of course, because he's, he's getting a load and, and Al-Hukuba also gets, does a lot of forgiveness and stuff like that. This is, again, a very different animal. Yeah. If you're talking to me about a pure investor's perspective, it's different than if you're saying, hey, Hamad, I have two kids and a wife and uh, I don't want to pay rent. It's a very different animal. By the way, if, if you pay rent, you know, you don't own the property, but the property gets fixed. When you take a mortgage, you're renting from the bank and they won't fix <laughs> anything that's wrong in your house. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make so sense. So you'd rather have a rented house? I will always rather rent than buy. But if you're telling me now, Hamad, I, 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 I want to use it for leverage. This is again a different animal because you can buy a property for 100K that is that is downvalued on the market, right? That you can do a fixer up, make it look nice, get it reevaluated, pay a little bakshish, whatever. The guy evaluates your property now at 120, 130k. You go back to the bank. You say, "Hey, I want to remortgage the place," right? Mm -hmm. And now suddenly you can you can pull more cash out of the property and then take that additional 20k because the bank will not give you the total uh, evaluation. Yeah, if you're lucky, exactly. they give you 20, and you take that and then do something else with it. This is, a, again, a very different animal. Yeah. But that's only in places like in the West where they have like very stringent laws when it comes to, to, to land property ownerships and rights and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I love finance <laughs> and I love, <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> I, I love <laughs> this kind of discussions. <laughs> we could do this all night long. But I, you know, um, if you think about it now, the kids, what do they spend on? Consumable goods. People so would isn't rather that the way we should go? It's not the way that we should go. But people aren't in school. They're not. They don't educate. In, uh, they don't educate you in school how to become edu uh, financially independent. That's they not don't. something they teach. You know, th it's 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 to me very strange that how how much is Apple stock at the moment, Dan? Without looking, I would say Apple stock. Let's make a guess in, in the room. I think Apple stock is sitting at. $400. Anyone else in the room want to make a guess before we type it in? I don't think it is uh, 400. You don't think it's 400? 155. How much is an iPhone? Well, iPhone is expensive for what it is. Sure. Yeah, I mean, my I, mine, I, I paid 555. So that's about $1,000. Yeah. So, so would I, you? Mine is the, you know, the full, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of gigs and stuff like that I paid. Sure, but, but let's put, let's, so you could either own, you could either own, let's, for sake of easy math, you could either own five shares of Apple stock that pays you dividends, or you could buy an iPhone. <laughs> I mean. What would you rather? I, personally, I would rather invest my money and buy the stock. But how will you call people? You don't have to buy a phone every year, do you? You don't have to, you don't even not have to buy the most year. expensive phone. Yeah, but not every year. You don't buy every year. Fine. Right? Even I, I would rather, I would rather wait an additional year to buy that iPhone 
and they uh, or and and put that money behind the company. Mm. I mean, can you look up what the d uh, how much dividends Apple paid last this year? I mean, we're talking really finance this episode. <laughs> Thirty thirty share basically, so thirty p pence a share, which is so four zero share, four shares every dollar. Yeah, so it's it's about zero point something percent. Uh, a dollar for four shares. Yeah. So if you have a hundred, this one. So it's about four. So it's four hundred dollars to 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 one yeah, share. Yeah, twenty five percent only. Yeah. Which is not bad. Think about it. Yeah. And then you can obviously scale that up. Yeah, but now the share itself is expensive. $105, $55. Still. For Compared to an iPhone for $1,000? I mean, you know, when uh, there's a movie I really like, mm. the father is scared of uh, an atomic bomb from Russia or something. Mm. It's called Blast from the Past. You must watch it. It's really Sounds cool. familiar. I think I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. So he builds a home underground and they stay there for I don't know how many years, 20 years or something. And then the son, the father became ill. The son had to go out. So anyway, they found in his bag uh, shares that he had, which are now thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars worth. And the guy must have put paid a dollar for each one, you know? I, I was watching a documentary about these doomsday preppers, and th they were coming out and saying, because they buy stuff in huge bulks, you know, uh, long-lasting foods, canned goods, and blah, blah, blah. And the stuff that they've bought in stock has actually appreciated in value according to, to the market rate. So in theory, from he could, he could resell the, the canned goods that he bought right now at a profit, that would be higher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> than is any kind of investment that he would have made. Yeah, but that movie is really good. Watch it if you can. I mean, it's one, you know, I'm really terrible with movies. If I like one, you know, like if I like something about it, like for example, uh, Devil w Devil's Wear Prada. Mm. I'm not into fashion, but I am into fashion. Uh, uh, Meryl Streep mm. in Devil's Wear Prada. That personality, you know, it's the fierce, uh, hater, you know, anything you can describe her with, she's more than that. Mm. So I watch it just to see how is she behaving this way. Mm. I can't understand. Like, okay, I'm a business owner, but I cannot deal with people the way she deals with people. So I watch. Can I actually do that? But it's also a movie, though. You're not sitting and having no, a discussion no, no, with her in a no. meeting. It's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, of course, but you're watching she a reenactment. Was. No, but it's exactly that personality. She acted that personality, exactly. Mm. So she was the real person, well. As real it can be. As real as can be, which was, apparently that person was even worse, the Vogue magazine. Uh, editor mm. she was even worse than her she was like you know the really tuned down version of of that person but the magazine sold for very expensive price you know i mean you have to be tough no yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean you see what what i mean some people they generate because of the toughness and their really severe way of looking at things and 
you know, kicking your, kicking you the backside, but just because you did a small mistake. I don't, I, I, I don't remember who this from, who's this, who's this from, and it's one of my favorite business quotes, and it goes, "Screw the stakeholders. My responsibility is to the shareholders." <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I lo <laughs> Kicking you both ways. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I li and there's truth to that, I feel. Yeah. Seven. You, let me find you the map. Uh, Danny. Yeah. Can you find the yoga map? If we could all collaborate, the whole world, all these seven billion people, elevated, we could. I. I I don't know. I but I'm saying I don't know because because can you can you look up then um uh, uh IQ level decreasing? It's not. I think it is. In the western countries it's it's falling. The IQ is dropping, see? Dropping now yeah. by 7 points. Yeah, it's decreasing. Yeah, it's, uh, I thought you were increasing. No, yes, no, no. It's it decreasing. It is both. it is it is decreasing yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which is like really it's scary. <laughs> because of TikTok. No, I think it's because of plastic and pollution. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. No, it has a lot to do with pollution. A lot to do with pollution. Stress, pollution, yeah. bad living environments. Like if you, if you would, I spoke to a, to a biologist once and he was telling me the, the human condition, the way people structure their lives is so bad that if you would take a monkey from from natural environment and you try to put them in the zoo, what would you do? You would try to create the most accurate environment that would be the best for that monkey. Right. Human beings do not do that to themselves. For whatever reason, they they we create it for the animals. But we're not about ourselves. Exactly. Right. And it's it's it, you know we do everything that is that is negative, not just the smoking, but but uh, the the TV screens that are blue light, uh, the stress. Uh, the lack of exercise, it all adds up. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's so fascinating to me. But, uh, you know, the young generation are really becoming onto it, though, as well. You think so? Uh, yes. For example, let's take my son. Mm -hmm. His kids, they're limited to an hour of uh, TV watching. Mm. He, w he and his wife watch the movie. And even my, Maria, my, other, my daughter, the other one, the third one, very young, so we don't know. So they know what the, what the movie's showing, you know, with all of these that are happening now and what they push in the movies, right? Yeah, 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 that's also crazy. That's really crazy. Yeah. So they watch it, they see that it's kosher, then they go and let the kids watch it. They won't take them to a cinema until they go and see the movie themselves mm. first. That the words, the, the scenes that are shown and all of this, is good for that level of children, that age. Well, m my parents, when I was growing up, they just banned me from watching anything other than Discovery Channel. I was only allowed to watch Discovery Channel and History Channel. That was it. Oh, really? So you have really good parents. That's it. That's it. There was, there was no other option. It was either Discovery or History. If you, if you're no, no movies. Uh, 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 unless no cartoons. Uh, um, I was allowed not because I grew up in the 90s in Saudi Arabia, so we didn't really. At when I was growing up, there was there was not a lot of color TV. It was a lot of black and white stuff still. In the 90s, I grew up on um, the the Three Stooges, 
I Dream a Genie, uh, Dick Van Dyke Show, um, uh, uh, Mr. Ed. Golden Girls. The Golden Girls, <laughs> no, I didn't have that. That was, still, that was already in color. Friends. No, I didn't have that either. That was much later. <laughs> Uh, for, for I had because uh, that was nineties as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Fr from Saudi Arabia, because uh, Saudi Arabia, they, they, at the time when I was still when I was growing up there, the the government was very stringent uh, because this was the days where satellites weren't even allowed. There was no satellite dishes. Mm. You had to buy that in the black market, and the local channels, the English channels that they would be playing, would be all these like very Around old course, English channels, uh, black and white movies. Yeah, you see golf and you see black and white movies. Yeah. We so had Aramco here as well. See in that time. See, so for for me, I grew up on 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 when I was a little older. When we got a satellite dish, um, I grew up on on history and discovery. And when I was very young, it was black and white. Mm. So I don't know what to tell you. Phrased <laughs> <laughs> very well. I think that's I think look that's what you, I would do. Look at yourself now, you know. Yeah, I guess I I, I think I'd I'd do that to my kids. I wouldn't allow I would not allow any other show other than educational. I think there's there's nothing wrong Peppa with that. Peppa Pig. No, <laughs> no. Peppa Pig is good. No, Why, no, no. Peppa Pig. No, I would just <laughs> I, I wouldn't talk down to kids. I would just have them just watch you know uh, whatever's on the on the Discovery Channel, be it. Uh, my favorite thing was always how it's made, where they would interview a factory and it would like explain like how a can of soup was manufactured. I remember mm. that a lot. And Coca-Cola yeah. as well, how they make the glasses. So I think that kind of stuff. Forget Papa Pig, just <laughs> <laughs> put that on. Hold on, easy. No, um, yeah, that's good. There's a really good advice I got from, from a parent once. Uh, I don't have kids, but I don't know why I know this. They got one of those like, like power cutters for their Wi-Fi. So a after 8 p.m. It switches off. It switches off. So no Wi-Fi. And he said it's so much more easier because there's no more fighting with the kids. Saying, oh, you know, turn off the internet, halas, blah, blah, blah. 8 p.m., internet turns off. Oh, wow. He said there's no more fighting in the house. But what about their phone? They don't have. Uh, he, uh, they're, they're, uh, one of his kids, I think, is thirteen, and the other is eight. So they're allowed on the iPad, but they're not allowed. Uh, they're not allowed to have their own iPhone. Mm -mm. And they said they want to wait for the thirteen. I think it's like twelve or thirteen, and they wanted to wait for that kid till they're about fifteen or sixteen. So yeah, it's hard. Which we never had, even growing older. But the world changes. You know, now, soon, the kids will need their phone in schools. You think well. so? They would. Well, uh, now looking back on it, w would you homeschool your kids, or would you, or would you still send them to a school? I'd still send them to school. Really? Yeah, of course. Because I would only... No, I because uh, they, they need kids. You know, they need to have sure. children interactions. But send them to activities. Karate, I don't know. Yeah, but still, even that people would say, I'm gonna bring the peop uh, person in the house to teach them. I would you, need, you need that interaction, that's how they learn. They're tough, you know, they need that. I, I, I don't know, I mean, for right now, the way I am structured, my mentally, maybe I'll change, I would probably hire an ex-teacher to come and teach the kids. Uh, homeschool. Homeschool, four or five hours a day. I think more than four or five hours, halas. There's, there's even well, even at 15, I don't think there's a lot of retention, right? And then the rest of the day with just activities. 
You're not sitting, you're not staying at home. You're doing, you're out. You're either playing football and then going to karate and then doing something else. There's no way that, that yeah. you can sit in front of the TV. Halas. No, that's, no, no. it's a trend, by if the way, in the world. Exactly. Well, you also have to have the financial freedom to be able to afford to put your kids in, in, in programs. Well, I don't think it works in Bahrain and Saudi. You don't think the so? The government is not allowing. Karate or homeschooling? No, homeschooling. Yeah, well, I'm not, maybe, I'm not sure. And I didn't look into it. There is a problem with the child. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah, autistic yeah. and stuff Or stuff like, like that, yeah. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. But I, I, I feel like, I mean, ac statistically, homeschooled kids do better in academia and do better later on in life. That's what the numbers show. Mm. Well, because you are focusing on because most of the kids who are homeschooled, uh, for example, are for parents who travel on boats, they take, but they get the books from, from the ministry, mm. and then they are tested by the ministry mm. as well mm. about their knowledge mm. of those, uh, the curriculum that they are taking. So their life is, the circumstances of their life is different than the other students because they had to be homeschooled. Either they had a problem, uh, like a- Cognitive disorder or whatever. Yes, something like that. Or the parents have to be, for example, those who travel on boats, you mm. know, like the husband, wife, for some reason. Like I have a friend who take her kids with her when, she tra when they travel on the boat. Mm. So, I mean, that's a job. For the parents, and they need their kids with them. Mm. And of course, you can't afford to take teachers as well with you of on the boat. Not, of course so not. So they they teach the kids on the boat, and then they set the exams as well of the government, mm. their government. And what they noticed is in one of the studies I s I saw in one of my courses actually, that homeschooled kids they're really good at what they studied, but with the human interaction, they're not. Very low. No, I totally believe that, absolutely. Yeah. And you need to have the human interaction because you're not gonna be on your own all the time. Sure. You know, they will call them weird, you know? That they're, they're weird I kids. I, I totally agree with you, I totally yeah. agree with you. So, but that's one of, one of the drawbacks. There are other drawbacks as well. Mm. That, uh, you know, they, they would call them geeks, they'd call them whatever, you know, all these words, and it affects the child. Because the child have no idea that you know that this is happening to him or her. But I, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of pampering and there's a lot of like 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 you know there's a too much of a mom a mama state going on with a lot of kids. I feel hand holding. Hand holding, and I uh, I personally believe that that children should should you sh it should be part of the curriculum. You should see a slaughterhouse. You know, uh, uh, how else are you going to respect meat? An animal passed away. I don't. Uh, I eat meat, by the way. I'm not a vegetarian. I believe in eating meat, but I also believe in respecting what you eat. How and how the animal died. And how the animal died. And I think that's very important. I it, because right now people for the last I don't know 60, 80 years hasn't seen a slaughterhouse. They don't. They just go to a supermarket. They pick up the meat they want, and halas. Unless they go fishing, but how many of that? How many people do that anymore? Yeah, nobody. Exactly, right? So yeah. I, I feel like that needs to be put into to the curriculum. People need to understand, hey, you know what, this cow, goat, whatever, whatever. And also this, a lot of other stuff. I mean, for example, in my days, in the 60s, mm. 
We used to be taught stitching, cooking, you know, things, crafts. Uh, art was big at th in that time. And I'm talking about the 60s. Nowadays in schools, do they teach all these things? No, no, no. So the, my kids or wh whoever, you know, like all the children, they can't even put a thread in the needle and, and saw you a know, shirt. and sew a, a button. So if when a but my, my daughter threw a shirt, I said, what's wrong with the shirt? She said, a button is missing. I said, okay, stitch the button. She said, I don't know how to stitch a button. Of course, my fault. Mm. But, you know. No, I understand. I understand. The school taught me how to do it. Uh, my but <coughs> they changed the whole curriculum. My, my mom, if you take her to the forest because she's from Germany, uh, she, can, she can name you plants. She can name you plants. And she said, I was taught this in school. Yeah. I know what plants to eat, what not. Yeah, they I take them, even mushrooms. There's a book that we studied about mushrooms. Exactly, yeah. And you know which mushroom you can pick from the forest, you know? Yeah, that think about it. That could be edible or not. Can our kids do it now? No, here? all gone, all gone. Yeah, what I really liked about uh, also education uh, in the West compared to us, the students will stand. I mean, it's really amazing. The stu every morning when the students go to classroom, they have something called show and tell, okay? Mm. So the, the child will bring, you know, I don't know, his rabbit, and he'll say, this is my rabbit, his name's Tommy, you know, this is what I feed them and wherever, and mm -hmm. that's how I clean him, and this is what I do. And he encouraged to do few things here. One, to have an, to have an animal, clean the animal, do whatever stuff. Plus, the most important, communicate communicate that knowledge to the kids around. You know, let's say there are 30 kids in the classroom. They all now know what you need to do if you have a rabbit. Then they, it grows even further than that. They say, okay, if there we have a lot of people from uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, I don't know, Bahrain, Iran. Let's see what their families used to do. Mm. So I just sort of had, you know, uh, some Arabic clothing, a basket woven here, you know. I just sure, 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 sure. What do you have it? So I gave it to ch to the to my daughter. She took it to school. And she was telling them, "Say, okay, let your mom come and show us." So I went and took. I had an Arabic dish dash as well. So the kids wore the dish dash, and the girls wore the Arabic clothes. Took photos. What were you eating? How was your money? You know, and they were asking interesting questions. Sure, absolutely. You know, so this thing we don't have. You go to the class, you listen to the teacher, and you go out. It's a one-way thing. Communication. There ah. No okay, okay, I get where you're you coming know, from. You need that I talk and you answer, and then you talk and I answer, and you know, like a, a, a dialogue. Mm. We don't have dialogues in our schools. And that's very important, I feel. No, I'm with you, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, the you only dialogue you really get is at university when you have to present. And then most yeah, people haven't done any kind of presenting in 18 years. Exactly, and uh, there they learn it. Also, what I really liked as well, in one of the years, they don't study anything. Oh, okay. What happened? You are giving a task. This is gonna be your research mm. for the year. They will have some subjects, but not really. Uh, their, their marks at the end of the year is based on this research. So each one of them was gonna take 
let's say one of them is gonna do something about the environment, one thing about some type of tree that used to grow in that area. Anything, anything, and then they will research it, and then they will submit an essay at the end of the year. Okay, so what happens here? You're learning about something, not from a teacher, on your own. You are able to write, you are seeing a library and talking to professors, companies, whoever, about this thing, and you are submitting a full research that is gonna be marked. Sure. What happens when you go to university? The first thing you, you I. Sure. What's the first thing uh, every teacher is gonna ask us? You have an assignment, right? Yeah. Where's your, es your essay is due at this date, or your presentation? Yeah, well, can we do it? Because we haven't been taught to do an assignment. It is weird. I, s I, s I distinctly remember from for the first, I think, four or five months in my university, all they taught me was how to write. Which I was like, well, why, they <laughs> why, was, why was this the standard for the last yeah, 18 exactly. years of my life? Why am I now learning <laughs> how to properly structure yeah, arguments exactly, and sentiments? Why exactly. is this like behind a payroll? See, I mean, this is like what I really don't understand. We have all these teachers in the, in the, in the school, okay? Each one of them follows exactly the same rhythm. Mm. Over there, every teacher, does they, own, they have their own way of teaching. Mm. You know, then you, go, you get into the classroom, they distribute you according to your ability. You are the one who knows Whatever, by watching. Media, by yeah. watching. This one by hearing. This one by, you know, like... Interacting, yeah. Intera so they have the gr these groups. So you have a discussion going on here. People on a computer over there. People writing and drawing or something. So that's the, that's the classroom. There isn't students sitting on one side and the teacher on the other side just giving them information. 30 kids in one room and then good luck. So it's that, you know, uh, ability to tell wh what each student is good at, you know, that's mm. the teacher's. Uh, well, uh, don't you feel like, like, but this is my problem with education in general in the world. I feel like education is just memorization. No, it's only for us. That's, no, even in Europe and even... Analysis, no, analysis is what, you know, you, because you don't need to memorize anymore. Google does it for you. I understand what you're, where yeah, you're coming from. All you need is a, a flick of a, uh, or a speck of that knowledge. You know, the thing that goes on your fingertips or at the top of your tongue. And then you can find the rest. Okay. I, I, no, I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. But what I'm saying is that my GCSEs uh, in the was UK all about memorization. I, 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 what's the difference between a hill and a mountain? Uh, what's it, w um, uh, in biology? What's a cell? What's a cell membrane? Uh, what's the what's the the powerhouse of, of a cell? Uh, this is what I, what I, it was useless information. You know. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between a a a, a, a continent? and uh, uh, a landmass, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I'm with you, I agree with you. I think yeah. modern education should be about analysis. But it, it should all be about analysis. And actually that's how it, it stays with you. I agree. You know, you learn something, you go to the mangroves and you see how the mangroves grow, grew. Mm. What lives there? 
You know, you see all of that in front of you, and that's how, you know, that thing, you will remember it for the rest of, the, of your life. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. They, they take them to, a, to a, it's not a forest, it's a, it's a whole island that has this conservation. Uh, con conserva conservation, yeah. No electricity, no phones, nothing works. You have to walk. You have to do these walks and, you know, take photos of the picture of the trees, mm. different types of mount of hills and stuff like this. And then you sleep in cabins. You make your own food, you know, in groups, of course, for a whole week. How much will that give you? The interactions between you and the student, that's one. Plus, the knowledge about why is this place conserved? It's special, yeah. But if it's conserved, do you really want people to go there? Over <laughs> here, we have conservation. No, because you need to, to learn why is it conserved. You need to see what kind of plants are, are there. Uh, why we can't cut any tree from there. We can't take the shrubs out and stuff like this. No, I, I mean, I, again, I, I, we're on the same page here. I totally agree with you. Uh, you if there's a very, f of course, go, go for it, go for it. That's Milton, right on the, right the middle. one on YouTube about their debate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, um, Thomas Sowell started as a uh, communist. Mm. He started as a communist. He was a communist even in Milton Friedman's class. And then he worked for the State Department of Labor. And then he realized that, that the institution creates an existence of itself. Meaning that if you work in HR, you find reasons why you need HR. If you work in marketing, you find reasons why you need marketing in the company, right? Right. And so, so that's what that's what turned him off from, from communism. He said, "Well, it's uh, this. People always find an excuse why it needs to exist if you're inside of a mechanism of it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's fantastic. It's really really interesting. So about privatization of schools. Yes, really okay. interesting." That's really, really huge in the West. Because a lot of the schools went private. Mm -hmm. So is it for the money went private or did it go private for the money or did it go private because it's gonna give better results? Milton Freeman would argue that it goes because of better results. Um, and it did. And it did. And there, there were, there were, there were another. I forgot the name of the schools in in New in New York. They were called, uh, not state schools, not public schools, not private schools. I forgot the name of them, but somebody in the comments will will will, will put it in. Basically, these schools were were working on uh, average uh, uh, GPD, GP, 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 GPD scores which means that if you didn't score a certain percentage, sorry, you're gonna leave the school. GPA, you mean? GPA, yeah. If they, weren't, if they didn't hit a certain, a certain level, you're out of the school. Okay. Right, and- What kind of schools are they? Um, can you look it up, Dan? Uh, type in, type in um, Thomas Swall in schools. He makes, he talks about it a lot. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, it's really annoying. 
what are they? Charter schools. That's what they're called. Charter? Charter. Charter schools. Charter. Mm-hmm. Charter schools. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about charter schools. Charter schools, are for people who are audio listeners, uh, charter schools are schools that are publicly funded but operated by independent groups. The name comes from contract or charter that a group gets to operate a school. Charter schools don't have to follow the same regulations uh, from states, okay. municipalities, school districts, or traditional public schools. Okay, so people rent out these schools and run the education there. Basically, yeah. But the, they mainly only in U.S. But they mo- they mainly focused on 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 students who who wouldn't have necessarily the finances, or the parents so wouldn't have the money. So it's still publicly funded but privately run. Exactly, and so the the uh, so you have to be an invite only, but you don't pay to be part of it. It's totally by your 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 academic performance. So he makes a big point of it, saying that that you know uh, impoverished students. So is he saying is it good or bad? He's saying it's good. He's saying it, it, this is the best opportunity for for people who are who who don't have the me- economic ne- means, or just simply stuck in poverty. This is their their golden light or their golden way out of it to push them out. And he, he makes a really interesting point. But, I mean, don't you feel that education itself mm. can push fully out of pover- pover- poverty? Depends on the institute, no. I think a lot of I don't think a lot of schools don't help students. I think a lot of schools uh, put sh- put you in worse off than where you started. It depends what kind of school. Of course, like many countries, the schools had helped communities to be uprooted from poverty into of course uh, economically viable living. Of course, but if if you're talking about places like we're talking about like the Bronx. Or Brooklyn, or places like that, or or the east side of, of New York, um, or even the UK, the schools are so mismanaged and badly run because mm. there's no incentives on the teacher, especially when it's unionized. Yeah, you've got a bad teacher who's going to sit there for the next thirty years collecting a paycheck, who doesn't care, right? And, yeah, and exactly. Nothing matters, and so you end up with students who would then end up in drugs, uh, maybe pregnant, all this kind of stuff by the time they're 16 or 15. And Thomas Sowell makes next int- really, really interesting point. He says most of the economic money that gets spent gets put into prison reform, meaning that if you're a, a, a 15, 16-year-old uh, teenager, especially if you're f- from a black community, you it, it's, it's better economically for you to commit a crime, go to jail, get a better education than it is to go to a public school. I mean, it's 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 totally I crazy. You meant because they're not taught properly, they will be in prison, and that's how they will learn even more. T- Thomas Wall how to protect themselves. Thomas Wall just makes a point saying that most of the state funding goes into prison reforms. And so I- it is more economically better for you to actually commit a crime, go to jail, and then get an mm. education there. Because you can get a free degree, there are all kinds of uh, programs, prison reform programs, when you're out of prison, see. there's all these institutionalized uh, uh, possibilities for you to, to, to achieve. But if you're an, a straight A or a student from, from a public school, you have almost zero support. And yeah. in fact, you have to take even a loan if you want to go to an Ivy League school. So in fact, you're stuck with debt, right? So <laughs> it's it's a really strange system. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. 
and uh, it, it's, it's really fascinating. I'll, I'll send you some of the stuff. You'll really love Thomas Wall. So you tell me about the book you've been, you've been now. So, yes. How many books have you published at this point? Uh, this is the first one. The first one? Oh, but wow. I have uh, written 12 children books, but we haven't, pu we haven't published them. I just give them to my friends, kids, and my... I wrote them for my grandkids, actually. That's They're really sweet. nice, yeah. Um, I, you know, the, to love the environment, the sea life, protection of the sea life, and stuff like this. So it's, uh, they think, people who read it think that they are, it's, it's nice. Mm. And for me, I just wrote them for the kids. I don't want to be, you know. That's sweet, though. <laughs> the, yeah, what to do. Anyway, so, um, so the first time I uh, thought of writing the book is when I started getting students who are muddled up or the parents say, oh, and we want them to do this. And he says, no, I want to do this. And... You know, like all these stories about the students that I have sent abroad. Well, what's the book called, first of all? It's called uh, my book. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> now. <laughs> Can you it's look up the website? No, it's called Careers. Careers. It's about careers, yeah. Okay. So these stories made me think that, okay, we need the, the parents to be educated, mm -hmm. that there are thousands of careers, mm -hmm. And uh, there are thousands of careers out there, mm -hmm. and the students should not be stuck to the five known. Okay, you tell me in Saudi, what, what do people know? Medicine, dentistry, Me. medicine, then yeah. no, what they will go to study. Oh. Medicine, dentistry, law, okay. business, okay. and probably, probably. You're talking probably about now, psychology. not back in the day. Okay. Even back in the day, the, those are the only five that they No, back in the day, most of the concentration was on religion. No, when they send them abroad. Oh, when they send them abroad, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah these yeah, are yeah. the five. Yeah. How many majors are there? Oh, thousands. Thousands, exactly. But we focus on five. Sure. And we push our kids only to study five. Where's the artists? Where are the builders? Where are the masons and the, you know, like all of these things that are needed for our community? As I said, the cooking schools, mm. where are these? Why are the parents not enlightening their kids that there are all these majors in the world? Okay, let's take business. How many majors do you think in business? Oh my God, hundreds, if not also a thousand. Yeah, but what do we know? Uh, old majors are basically the same, by the way. For me, per se, uh, I no, mean, there's we know about banking. Sure. Probably. We know about economics. Probably. Sh sure. Know? But banking and economics, you can put them as almost one. Anything in finance, you can put them as one. Yeah. Operations. Marketing. Majors. There are 53 majors. See, there you go. In business. Sure. Because even uh, forestry, economics, that will be in business. Mm. You know, like. Uh, Running farms, that's in business. Running... Yeah, those are subcategories of, no, of a larger still, degree. that's yeah. a business. Sure. You no, know? I agree with you. Sure, sure. But w we don't even push for that. You know, we know what... I want to go to banking. I want to go to business, and that's it. They don't even think about what's out there. Mm. A, a parent came, and his son is going to be getting a scholarship for football because he's really good. But the father insists that, no, he should be a doctor. I told him, yeah, but he doesn't like to be a doctor. Doesn't even suit him. He's a footballer. And I even wrote an, uh, you know, uh, an article on our website. 
a doctor or a footballer. Hmm. You know, and many people reply saying, you have a, you have a point here. You know, the parents push their kids. Wh what happened in the end? Did he go to become a doctor or is he still undecided? No, he went for sports. Oh, mashallah Ali. Sports and exercise science. He did at the end. So anyway, the parents pushed because maybe that was their dream, but I don't want to be telling my kids to do my dream. Each one have their own dream. That so the book will help them research what's out there, give them steps of what to do to get there, and find out what do they really love wired for. They have to be wired for something. Because you can't be a uh, weightlifter if you are not if you are, if you are a petite person, right? Sure, sure. So you need you to have be to be realistic. Yeah, exactly. You need to be realistic. Also about the scholarship, there will be information about how to get them, what to do to up, what do you need to, to do apply, apply, you know, stuff like this. So it's really a manual rather than a book. A manual, the second half especially, of how to enroll in universities, what to do, what to take, uh, how to live there, what uh, you know, uh, how to uh, interact with people. How to be polite, how to make friends, things like this, which people don't really think about, you know? Because send your kid, then what if he gets, you know, a bit anxious and then he commits suicide? Do you know how many people commit, commit suicide? Here in Bahrain, no idea. Yeah. A lot? In UK, in when they travel, yeah. Really? But do you think that has something to do with the drugs and, and alcohol? No, no, because, uh, you know, it gets overwhelming. Because I know a lot of a lot of Arabs who went abroad and they just went crazy. Yeah, that happened, but I didn't mention it. It's not sure. like uh, hiding the truth, but it's not part of the book. The book, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, you need to also, you know. You don't have to have your hand in it. Yeah. As a parent, you know, you need to like call up the school. You need to make sure that things are also, you know, functioning properly. Mm -hmm. Or if you feel like uh, homesick. Because a lot of homesickness is due to inability to communicate with others. Mm. And that's why you sit in your room and when you sit in, on, in your room all the time, you know, depression is bound to happen. No, I agree. So you need, yeah, you need the child to be able to interact, knows, you know, you go, you let him meet his friends, sit in libraries. I'll tell you about something. Uh, a person in medicine committed suicide. That's not my student. That's at the university I was studying in New Zealand. Mm. So, you know, there are cameras, right? So they see that he was actually living in the library. He eats his food there. He goes and walks around. Uh, libraries open 24-7. So he walks around and whatever. He goes to the morgue. So when they found him dead, they put they took a tape about him walking in all these places, going to the morgue, checking out the dead, stuff like this. Okay, why was he on his own? Why did you leave him in the library on his own? Why, if you see him all the time sleeping there in the library, why don't you ask the student why doesn't he have an, oh, and all the time he's on his own in the book. There's no 
interaction between him and the other students as well. Oh, so know? why is he going to the morgue by himself? That's, <laughs> that's yeah. a red flag right there. <laughs> no, it's a red flag because he's seeing the... Um, I don't think you can just walk in by, by, by yourself. Or you well, you're, you're supposed you're to. You're a doctor. You're I studying as a doctor. You could go. Maybe you have you read about something in the skull. So you want to go there and see how it looks like, the size and whatever. You could. I, I, I mean, I, I believe that's failure. I think that's a failure from the institute, from the university. Yeah. To let the guy in just without, like, they have, like, what? Not even a security guard there? No, no way. No, no they way. have, but still. Because know? people will steal shit. What will they? No, no, there is security guard, but if you are a doctor, I mean, studying for medical school, you could go to the morgue. Yeah, you can go to the morgue, but I, th I, I would imagine you have to go with the rest of the class. I don't no, think no. you could just like no, you could waltz right in. Because even for medicine, you still have a year of research. Of course. So you could go on your own. It doesn't have to be... Uh, not supervised? No, it won't be supervised. How can they supervise? Because people will steal seven? stuff. No, not really. No, definitely. Like I bones and, and liver and kidney and lungs. That's money. That's money right there. Yeah, probably. But uh, you're you're a medical student. You won't think about that. Probably. I don't know. I, I had some. I had a guest on who studied in medical in a medical institute, and one of the students uh, stole uh, from the corpse uh, their arms, and then went on campus and then glued the the hands on a random bar. For a Halloween prank. Oh my God! <laughs> U.S. Uh, I don't remember where it was. It might be U.S. or Switzerland. So oh my goodness, that's yeah. that's scary. So, so maybe you're right. So maybe they 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 let them in willy nilly. Yeah, probably. So anyway, and then he committed suicide, <coughs> and they found out it's because of loneliness. Not gin. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out with these corpses all yeah, the time alone. No, he's lo because of loneliness. <sighs> you know, loneliness is, uh, and people who committed suicide in other places, it's all because of loneliness. So people should not be left alone. Basically. I agree. I agree. I agree. Do you think? Do you, I mean, do you think suicides are going up at the moment? I don't keep track really. Well, how, how long have uh, you been a teacher now? Not in my college. Uh, I fin I d the last semester I did was just before Corona started. Mm. But how many years teaching though? Oh, New Zealand, three, two years, two and a half. And then in Dubai, I did uh, middle six, two years. It's just part time, by the way. It's not a full time teaching. So mm. I take two subjects, teach them, and that's it. Sure, I sure, continue sure. to run my business. So Middlesex University, I did three semesters. Higher colleges, can't remember now how long. So let's say 10 Probably years in total. Yeah. Okay, so in the 10 years, have you noticed a change in behavior with students? My behavior or no, their behavior? They be their behavior. No? They're all the same, students and student? Yeah, I mean, st uh, now it's worse even with the phones, you know? But 10 years ago, it wasn't as bad, or, or what they, do you feel? They actually, they were way better. Really? So there, there is a difference in, in quality? Yeah. Well, not just geolocation, because you started in Australia. In New Zealand. In New Zealand, sorry. Yeah, no. Not no. because of geolocation, you feel. It's, it's mostly, okay. Uh, how many, how, many it. how many people do you have in class nowadays? 
And here it was about 30 every class. 30? Okay, that's, that's, okay. That's not big or small. Uh, for, because in our lectures, we had like 100 plus. Yeah, of course. I didn't have 100 students. I'm trying to remember in Dubai how many were. No, we, in our classes, it one was. Of, one of the classes was 70. In our classes, we had like, we had like 20 or 15. But in, in the um, or, or, auditorium, oratorium, whatever it's called. Uh, that will be a lot more students because then they break you into the different classes. Exactly, yeah. yeah so exactly. that was like plus 100. It was yeah. always packed. It was all the way to, to, to people were standing. Mm. Mm. So yeah, 25, 30 maximum students in the class. We had a rule from, from my professor is that if you were on the phone, you get out. Can't be. I mean, they go out. They say, "Can we go out?" Important call. No, no. Yeah. They said the the professor. I, I, I this wasn't every professor. I remember specifically a professor who said, "If I see you on your phone, then you're you're out of the class." Right. That was his rule. And uh, I, I I remember once I got a message or something. And I looked at my phone, and he just was like, "Hamid, you're out." <laughs> it was, it was, he, there was no kidding around. <laughs> and then he marked you that you haven't attended. No, he marked you that you, you, you that you attended. He said, but uh, he said, if I don't keep, if I, if I'm not strict with you, then mm. it's just going to be a playground. Right. But you can't be strict with students. Well, he, I mean, look, he, at he, the end of the day, uh, if you are there to learn, you will learn. I agree. If you are there just to spend the time, you will not learn. No, because so at the end you cannot push information to the brain. I agree with you. I agree with you. But he was a psycho. I mean, for me at least, he's a psycho. Because if you didn't leave the class, he would just not teach. And he'd just like sit in his chair and said, "All right, if you don't want to leave, mm. and I'm just gonna sit down here, and we'll just wait till the time runs out, and you're taking everyone else's time." Oh. Wow. <laughs> and the whole class would just look at you. <laughs> yeah, because also you can't just ignore people looking at their phone while you are teaching, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. how he would handle it. What a, what a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, you, you, you've been struggling with, with getting people to take pictures and stuff like that. And uh, so the book, sorry, we're, 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 sep we're getting off topic. The book itself is now published. Yes, it's published uh, completely. And do you try I to sell it to the uh, students? Sorry? Do you try to sell it to the students? Uh, we sell it, yeah. Actually, we even made the price very uh, affordable. less very affordable because we will we will be s giving it to the counselors of the schools uh, principals as well they need to know what the information that are required nowadays and plus the parents some some students bought it but mostly parents are universities getting a cut from the cell sorry Uni universities are getting a cut from the cell no why Th i did mention their names and I didn't put any ads. It's no, no, no. I'm saying if you're trying to sell it through the school or and giving it to principals and stuff like that, maybe it's a ah. good idea to, to that there's, you know, there's a little... Let's oh, like little how the bookshops do it. Exactly. Because the bookshop, they charge you 40%. Exactly. Uh, you know, they, they everyone needs a little food. Everyone's uh, hungry. Mm, so send the book that way. I think it makes sense, especially if you want to reach a wider audience and, and you know... As long as they get a cut as well from, from the earnings, then they'll be more happy to promote your book, right? Yeah, probably. 
<laughs> you just give me an idea. idea. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, a little friendly message. <laughs> yeah. That's I think all you'll need to do. But I mean, you you, you said the price at four BD. I think. I think that's that's very. I don't think that's reasonable. I think that's that's almost too cheap. Well, we wanted it for the kids. I told you for the price. That sure. What we will get. Sure. Is not gonna cl- uh, cover the cost. I hear you, but but you're not selling but it to the kids. You're selling it to the parents. Yeah, but you c- they won't buy it. I'm not saying 50 BD. I'm saying 10. They will not buy it. Make two versions. Make a premier version with a signature for 15 or 13, and then keep one at 4.5. When I, uh, the girls started selling it for 3 BD, and I said, 4 BD, don't make it. This, why are you increasing it? Mm. The students will not buy it. But you're, 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 students don't have money. Parents have the money. When they sell toys on televisions, right? Yeah. <laughs> they know that kids don't have the money. They, <laughs> they know that the parents are going to buy it because the p- kids are not going to stop sh- talking about yeah, it. Yeah, but it's a tool. Really, it's not, uh, I'm not trying to make money out of it. Yeah. It's a tool for the business. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with... With, with, with making money, money as well. Yeah. I mean... I'll take that point of view. <laughs> you've got expenses. You've got, you've got I things I going on. I think the AI for, you know, like for students, it should, it should be more expensive. This is the next book that you're going to write, right? So what is this whole story with the AI? Because it's everywhere. Okay. What is not having AI? Okay. Alexa, switch off the lights. Okay. That's what, right? Okay. Medicine controlled from New York to Saudi Arabia. The doctor in New York, Saudi Arabia robot. So a doctor will require to learn AI as well, right? Or to use AI. The AI itself for medicine should have been made by doctors themselves. Okay, I get where you're coming from. So... Medicine is the number one uh, user, user, and number one loser of doctors. Okay, okay, I get where you're coming from. Number one. So you're you're s- number you're two computer designers. Because mm. computers will program itself. You mean? Yeah. Okay, and you're writing this book for who? For which audience? For the kids. For the kids as well. Because at the moment, I only have 15% studying computer science and all of these things that robotics and uh, big data and all of these programs that are required for you to to be into that business or the, to that profession. So if you don't mind me... 15% is very little. So if you don't what mind... What I'm saying, mm-hmm. every child should get into that. I This is my personal opinion. I think the era of programmers is uh, is peaked i think now we're seeing the sun setting i think what's coming now is content creators people know how to take good pictures for instagram and social media and stuff like yeah. that that right now that's the new trend that's what's lifting up the wave and i, I don't know if it's peaked and or that's not, not gonna peak I, it everything peaks eventually i think everything no, does. because at the at the end of the day w- all of us will be having probably 10 percent of our time uh, thinking 
and 90% these robots Consuming. are going to do it for us. Okay, yeah. I hear where you're coming from. But from, from, you know... And we are all, we will all be having the knowledge, the thinking knowledge as well. I mean, our kids. Okay, okay. I get so their from. payments or their salaries or however they are going to, you know, live, mm. it's going to be living uh, from thinking of what else to do. Okay, okay. For the, c for the people using robotics and using artificial intelligence. No, I, I hear where you're coming from. I just feel that, that programmers in is, is a profession that's peaked. I think there's, there's so much programmers right now. The earnings and salaries are nice, sure, no questions about it. I mean, a programmer makes anywhere between 150 to $300,000. Good money, no question. But uh, programmers, they will, once the machine learning hit in, these programmers are have to be uh, upgraded mm. to do other stuff as well. No, I, I agree with there's that. so much things to ha that's going to happen there. But so many. But from from my point on the content creation that I was at saying, I think it's it. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, a former CEO of Disney, uh, he he said there is more content than there are eyeballs on the planet, right? And there's truth to that. I think you. And I, uh, I, I don't know how, how much longer people can go and create content on Instagram, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. You know, there, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a net return. A limit, you mean. Yeah. Economics of scale, right? Eventually, there has to be a downside to it. It cannot just be continuous expansion. There's, uh, uh, for that to happen, you'd need more yeah, and more population increase. But then think 50 years from before, people were saying exactly the same about content no about uh, anything okay that that we have now and they didn't have oh we that cannot go on forever because uh, eventually everybody will you know tv yeah but i mean you know and then look now from tv something else happens and sure. this another thing happened so we are actually transferring we're transitioning uh, trans yeah. transitioning because we went from a TV, from having three channels to thousands of channels, to now no one wants to watch TV, to now having only a few services online, YouTube, Netflix, blah, 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 to now having all kinds of services online. And do you, th do you think we're gonna go back then eventually? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, eventually, we don't even need this. We are gonna have a button somewhere. Mm. That's like, uh, I'm thinking uh, bicentennial. We are gonna have a button, close our eyes, and we'll see from our head. We oh. don't have to have a... Elon Musk is working on that right now. Um, yeah. Dan, can you look up what that... What that Neuralink? Neuralink? Yeah. They're already experimenting with it, with Neuralink. Exactly. Living in Mar on Mars as well. So you think we're gonna, we're gonna live on Mars? Do you think it's gonna happen well. in... In, in your generation, probably. You don't think it's going to happen in your lifetime? No, I don't think so. I mean, you've got no... They, I was... Wi where was I? You've got over it 40 years ahead of you. It was 2000, right? When they sta were started selling tickets for Mars. Mm -hmm. It was in the year 2000, 2002, if I remember correctly. And it was $20,000. People bought tickets for Mars in 2002. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Would you want to be the first, though? I would want to be. 
But the I first? Didn't, I would want to go, yeah, why not? I, I but yeah, going what I'm saying it's not gonna happen in my lifetime. Going is one thing, but I wouldn't want to go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the first. Yeah, but it's a uh, transporter that you are going to have a lot of people. You I, I get what you're saying, that. but I don't want to be the, f I, like, I wouldn't pay that 20K to be one of the first people to Mars. Let them fix all the problems. Let them but that didn't happen. I think Virgin or whatever its name just blew it up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, 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 I think they sold the company before the company crashed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Elon Musk is working on it with SpaceX. And then you have Blue Origin from Jeff Bezos. Who's also working on it? Yeah, a lot of people are working on it, but maybe China. I heard is uh, is choosing also a planet to go and live on because yeah, they have too many people. Uh, yeah, there. but where, <laughs> where, where, do, where can you put them? <laughs> the most inhabitable planet closest to Earth is Mars. There's nothing else really th th uh, that people can live on. Even Mars is very difficult to live on. Do you know Mars is very small? Yeah, tiny so. comparison to Earth. Yeah, it's weird to think about. No, I'm thinking we are not limited to our galaxy. Oh, really? You think we, 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 can, we can go to the Andromeda outside of the Milky Way? Man, that's a, maybe not for our civilization. How do you know? Do you not think we're going to, our civilization? I mean, with the James Webb telescope, you saw how close they are? True, but that, that would require... That would not have... We Nobody have ever thought of having that picture. Yeah, I, again, I agree with you, but... but and uh, they're so close. But we're going backwards, intelligent-wise, not forwards. No, we're going forward. No, oh, IQ is dropping. We need. We well, I know, IQ is dropping because there is so much out there and the student, you know, not focusing on just one thing. Okay. Because there's so many things that they're focused on, and the testing has to change. That's what I feel. Dan, can you can you type in 1900 or 1800 technology? Like, look at some of these pictures that people were inventing, just normal people that we never heard of. And then type in 1900. Sorry. Or type in cyberpunk technology. Cyberpunk. Uh, steampunk. Sorry, not cyber. Oh, I can't. I don't know what the keywords are. There's a few pictures uh, from from like a, a type in unicycle maybe. Uh, just a complete new search, just unicycle, a motorcycle. And then motorcycle uh, afterwards. So that, that thing there, the, where the guy's sitting in the huge mm. like wheel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Type in w one wheel motorcycle and then 1900. Like people were inventing this kind of stuff in the early turn of the century. And 
now it's happening. And now it's and now it's it's becoming more popular. But pe people are inventing like crazy stuff. Yeah. Like whole technologies and whole like like just dropped. And you know what I think it is? I think it's it's creativity is bound with boredom. If if you're not bored, you're not going to be creative. Yeah. And I think Probably. and I think social media has destroyed boredom, and that's why people aren't are writing, not creative anymore. Are not creative. Are not doing no, anything. No, but who is? Of course, people are writing. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I mean, where is all this content coming from? Okay. On social media. Sure. Okay, where's my blog coming from? Sure. My writing, your writing. Sure. Well. But we can both agree that both our writing, well, at least my writing, is not anywhere as good as somebody from the 1950s or 1940s. Well, you are using simpler language because you are not a philosopher. You know, you I'm no, not a philosopher. <laughs> 1940 people weren't a philosopher either. They were. No. Yeah, of course. This, I mean, who wants to, to write like Shakespeare with all these multisyllable uh, words? Who wants to? Well, I mean, Shakespeare was like 1600. Right, no, we're going <laughs> way back. We're going now like 400 no, what years. I'm saying we don't need to be very posh in our writing. Sure, but you just you need something, you know, good for you to to hear about. You but know, don't like you feel don't you feel writing should have a level of grace? Yeah, if you're writing poetry, forget poetry. Who wants to read a book that sounds like a Twitter? <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> what's this? Well, you are reading Woody Allen. That's far from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, fair enough. But I, I feel like, I feel like, you and, and I, I, if, if I don't think anyone is as, qu as quite as witted, witted as, as Woody Allen when it comes yeah, exactly. to Twitter. Yeah, he is. But what I'm saying, writing or creating content or whatever it is, it's all uh, ingenuity of human beings, right? True, true, true. Whether it's really, really good or okay, still it's an ingenuity. Some people can't even put two words together and make a sentence. So if somebody writes a good essay and puts it out there or sits and talk on YouTube for hours about how to play a game. I, hear where, you, I, I hear where you're coming from. But again, and I, I am a believer, uh, let me tell you something, maybe, maybe I'm very, very optimistic person, which is not really good, okay? You shouldn't be very optimistic. But I'm a great believer that the human beings, if they want, they can have a fantastic life. If you want something, you will do it. You will have a fantastic life. If we want to have this conspiracy theory about, oh, but if, whatever, whatever, then it's not going to happen. But we need to be encouraging, you know? We have a generation to encourage. We need that. I don't, I, listen, I, I, I feel like the next generation coming up is more cynical than ever before. Yeah, exactly. But we, it's your responsibility then. Is it my responsibility or is it the failure Yours. of institutions? Forget the institution. Every one of us have a responsibility, I feel. Yes, I agree. We have our Maybe own responsibilities. Maybe the institutions Absolutely. will fail. Maybe, maybe schools are failing as well, failing us. Maybe the whole curriculum that we are teaching is not really up to the standard that is out there now, you know, with all these technological uh, advancements. Mm. Okay, maybe all of that, you are right. Mm. But we still, each one of us is responsible. Even if you have 
your responsibility gonna be just for um, the few kids that you meet, you know, and you talk to them and give them that advice and, you know, whatever. That will be what we have to do. No, I, I agree with you that... that but that we cannot fully depend on the government or the schools okay. or whatever. We also have to, be, to have an input in I the society. I, listen, I totally agree with where you're coming from. I, I'm with you 100% when he says, you know, people have to own up to their own responsibilities and you're the maker of your, of, of your own destiny. I'm with you on that 100%. But when you look at something from, from a macro perspective, it's very different than when you look at it from a micro perspective, yes, exactly. right? I mean, if we are this gonna is great. analyze, if we are gonna analyze what's happening in the world now, you are absolutely right, very pessimistic. We are gonna be very pessimistic because everything is going haywire, okay? But has it, has it gone any more haywire than in the past? No. We're not a world war. We're not in first or second world war. Right? We're not in the Cold World War. We're yeah, but I think it's better to die in a war than to die from boredom and lie in, lie in or whatever it's called. But right? that's because people chose that life, right? People wanted safety and security, and, and this is the end result and of it. And what happened? Right? People don't want to go and venture, go weird islands and, and, and discover new species. People want to sit at home and watch <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, but, I mean, you, right? I mean, uh, listen. I, you, you. There's, there's that old saying, right? Um, you get punished with a thing that you want. If you want to be a teacher, you get punished by being a teacher, right? And, and so the only people who truly live are people who are undecided because they're, they're constantly moving around. And this is the same effect that we're seeing now. I, I'm sure people are pessimistic and they're saying, oh, t life is terrible and all this other nonsense. But you are living in the best life ever in the history of human beings, right? I mean, you, you, you have access to running water, food, electricity. Uh, everything. Everything that people 60 years, 50 years ago didn't have. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, you're living the, the, the best of the best. You're going to have the best you know, of the best. You get the best clothes for pittance. Exactly. You get to wear cotton whenever you want, right? Yeah. I, I, so I don't, I'm, I don't subscribe to that theory that people are saying, people for whatever reason are pessimistic in their head and they think the world goes to shit, but in reality, you know, you're, you don't realize how good you've got. They're thinking, oh, we are in a doom. Everything's going to, you know. But we are not. Exactly. You're not going through the Cold World War where, where all the countries were worried about the USSR and, and, uh, uh, and America bombing each other. In fact, can you, can you type in um, a warhead explode, a nuclear warhead explode in sky? In space, huh? Why the U.S. once set off a what nuclear bomb? Happen? Here, down there. Once the U.S. Uh, set off a nuclear bomb um, uh, in space. So they're gonna. Oh. So this was a show of force. This is how close we came to nuclear war. This was a show of force to the U.S. to Russia, and they shot off a nuclear bomb. Originally, they wanted to bomb the nuke, uh, the moon. They wanted to sh send the nuclear missiles and blow up, blow, uh, blow up, blow on the moon. The, the, they decided against it, and they just blew it on top of the atmosphere. The nuclear uh, bomb was so powerful that in total darkness, middle of the night, it became as light as, 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 if, it, as if it was the daytime. The atmosphere? In the atmosphere. 
You should go back, Dan. There's a picture of it, no? Go up. That's how it looked like. So that's how close we were to, to global nuclear war. Back in 1962. Yeah. The, uh, um, when the, when the Starfish, Pri uh, Starfish Prime nuclear bomb exploded, charged particles from the blast collided with the molecules on Earth atmosphere creating an artificial aura that could be seen as far as New Zealand from America. Literally on the other side of the globe. That's how close we came to nuclear war. Yet here we are, we're living the best of the best. Yeah. Makes you realize things, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you look at some other pictures? So you are a conspiracy theorist. This is not a conspiracy, this is real. This no, was a natural geographic. <laughs> no, what I'm saying mm -hmm. is that the build-up from this makes you think of so many theories. No, I mean, there are, there are a few conspiracy theories that I totally believe in. I, I don't think they're conspiracy theories. I don't, first of all, I don't believe that the comments that you read on, on, on social media are real people. I think that most of them are bots. Bots, huh? This is, uh, uh, maybe they are real people, maybe they're not. But in my opinion, when I read comments, they're so brain dead and stupid, I, 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 I can't believe that a human being wrote that. Like it's a music video and then somebody comments saying, ooh, uh, that color orange is very nice. Where did that come from? Exactly, okay. right? It has nothing to do with anything. So I, it has to be. Mm. It has to be. And there's, there are, I mean, there are conspiracy theories that we call them conspiracy theories, but you know, they happen. Second gunman on the grassy knoll. JFK assassination. I mean, <laughs> that's, <laughs> there were two gunmen. There, there was no doubt about it. Yeah, exactly. You don't believe in any conspiracies? I'm you believe in some, I I'm can see you. I'm the biggest conspiracy theorist. Go on, tell me one, tell me your favorite. My flat favorite? Flat Earth? No, not no. that. Uh, going to different planets. Okay. Not in on, on galaxy, our galaxy, on, not on the Milky Way, mm. on another one. Uh, Going to the moon was was a lie. That was a lie. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going to Mars is a lie. It happened so far so many times. Okay. Okay. All the advancements in medicine that they were talking about, mm. the, and what they are gonna give, like creation of the anti-cancer disease medication and all of that, that's all rubbish. Do you think that the COVID vaccine was rubbish? COVID is spread on us. You think? Yeah, I think so as well. I think it's yeah. It, it came from from uh, uh, Wuhan. From Wuhan, and it came from a lab. I don't I don't see how anyone can attest that. The, no, and how can any the whole world get the same disease? You know when the uh, uh, what is it called? The cow? What is uh, it? Uh, ca uh, was uh, mad cow disease? Yeah. Yeah. One in one place. Not the whole world. Birds, you know? there was swine flu as well, and then there was also bird flu, or aeration flu, right? Yeah. What about chemtrails? Big believer in the chemtrails or not really? No. No? I don't believe in them. Okay. Um, what about uh, silver clouds? No, that I don't know about. I, I, I You're not that deep in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the conspiracy that 
everything is gonna boom forever. That's no. not true as well. You don't think global warming is true? I don't think it's true. You don't think it's true? You think it's true? I don't think it's true. I I don't. I mean, I don't. Uh, it's not, I don't believe either no, which way. What happened? No. What happens is the Earth is shifting. Sure. So Alaska is melting. Why? Because it's shifting. So other places are freezing. I agree. I mean, for, for I, I'm with you with that. I, uh, the we've we just came out of an ice age ten thousand years ago, right? And so we're due for a new one. It is what it is. Um, I don't I don't really care about global climate change because there's been seven big extinction cycles on the on planet Earth already. Who cares if if human beings did did the eighth one? What does it matter? Um, my concern more is plastic. Oh my God, that's the the most horrible thing we create. That's the, the scary part to me, that on average, a human being eats a credit card worth of plastic every week. That's, that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that, that, uh, we, that fish, um, like deep sea fish, like, you know, like swordfish, have so much mercury in them that, that we, it's dangerous to eat swordfish now. Mm. That to me is, is crazy uh, that yeah. that we have to now can't what about all the coral reef that we killed by uh, reclaiming uh, reclaiming um, the the that salmon now farmed is healthier than than or, or than f than catching it in a river catching it. that kind of stuff to me is is really sad and crazy yeah, you know exactly and uh, or, or that there's can you type in uh, plastic island Dan. And people are actually still using plastic and okay, UAE bans one 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 use plastic bags. What about Bahrain? I'm a member of the beach cleanup. You know, just me and the kids gather more than six bags. That's just three people. I agree. I agree. Of plastic thrown. There and look, that toilet cover. What? Where did? It, why did it go there? There's there the I. It's so sad. The, the island of plastic now is so big that's the size of Texas. The size of a state. 300 miles. Jesus. 300 miles. It's literally the size of Texas. Yeah. So that, that kind of stuff I care more about than climate change. Or yeah. that. This, this, uh, this is the stuff Actually that... Actually, that's... If the climate change, is, this is the effect. Mm. That's what's affecting the mm. climate. Mm. I think this, this kind of stuff is, is really, really sad. And uh, uh, it needs to be cleaned up. But yeah. how? Who's going to pay for it? If, uh, if we can find a way to make it profitable, done. But it's going to be difficult most to find a way the, to make it profitable. Uh, currently, most of the attempts to do something about plastics are all individuals nothing government nothing that the governments are doing uh, well it's because companies are are, are are legislating or rather saying um they're 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 persuading governments to put it on consumer end mm -hmm. right like the litter bug uh, starbucks coca-cola all these firms should should create products that are environmentally friendly instead of putting it on the consumer and saying 
hey, you know, what should be the producer? You, sh you need to recycle. No, you should produce a product that doesn't affect uh, 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 these issues. You know? Yeah. Sad. Been good. Thank you. No, my pleasure. And uh, I, I wish we could finish on a happier topic, but I think it needs to be said. Uh, if you're, if you're, if you're using plastics and whatever else, you know, try to recycle. Try to be good about it. Yeah. And even the paper itself. Absolutely. We have to use paper that can be also recycled. Absolutely. Absolutely.